Okay. It's recording. What up, mofos? That's right. We back. Back from vacation. I'm with the boys. And we are here to do the after party hangover a show that talks about shows with three ignorant mofos. That's right. It's your boy, Big Carpe, right here, freshly back. You know what I do. I sling the sauce because I'm the boss and I'm always drunk, getting your crunk, dropping rhymes all the time. Damn, I didn't even mean to do that shit. But it's me, one-fifth of the hashtag world order. And I am joined by the man who is finer than wine 99 times out of 99. He is the leader of the faux pas. He is the leader of Garidi Adada. He is the leader of the smart team of this three, because I'm definitely an idiot. Mangri is just drunk like me. He is the great, the Brett, the ski, the 99. How you doing, brother? How's college life? 99. Hey, you'll lose your voice. Um, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I actually uh, gone to a new school recently, the uh, the Thatch's Thatch Can oh, School of Wrestling, oh. uh, as promised, as promised on this week's episode of the Tripod. I'm sad you weren't here for the Fine Camera Grimes t-shirt. Excuse me. Fine Camera Grimes t-shirt, Cesar. I'm glad I missed that. I'm so glad. <laughs> so glad. Couldn't have worked out better for me in my life. <laughs> um, and uh, always rounding it out, he is the man that launched a million pods. He is the one, the only. He is, I guess, related to Tin Cunts. <laughs> he is the white slave of the SIRP Army, but we love him still. He is the one. He is the only. He is the man with that cool-ass poster in the back that you see every time. Right there. He is the Mangria. Fueled. Afternoon, sir, in your land. It's evening here, but afternoon to you. Thank you, Big Carpe, Bretsky, gentlemen. It's going to be a nice tripod sessions here, the return of the tripod sessions and after party hangover. Shout out to Sticks Adam because I'm jumping on his bandwagon, Cesar. He convinced me. I had to rush into the liquor store real quick. So, Sticks, I'm on your bandwagon, buddy. We're doing it. Mike's way. Pop that shit. Cheers. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, gentlemen, let's get uh, right into it. The homework this week was uh, out of the million, billion dollar blockbusters <laughs> that WWE films have produced over the years. Your favorite of all time, of any era, starring any actor, just your number one. If you have an honorable mention, you can drop that too. I'm going to start off with the man with the plan, Mangria. Give us your greatest WWE film. Do you guys want me to run down the list? Because there is a fuck ton. I, there I, is I, way more than I thought there was. Are you talking about your, your yeah. list or the full list of no, all the, the movies? No, the full WWE Studios, WWE Films. You want me to go down the entire list? Break it down, man. Break it down. One time for the people at home so you can decide and – Hopefully you write in the comments because I'm always in the comments. Page. Yeah, on the YouTube page, you guys drop your favorite WWE films. Mangria is gonna run down the list. So of it. So grab your drink. Tripods is beginning. We're getting the fuck shit up. And Mangria, break it down for me after that mean sip. The list. Well, Cesar, all the way back when in the year 2003, mm. the very first. 
WWE Studios WWE Films production was The Rundown, starring The Rock. 2004, Walking Tall, starring The Rock. 2006, this is my pick for the list. This is my favorite one. See No Evil with Kane. Because it's a horror movie. I love horror. And there was titties and ass. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Kane getting laid. But I saw that in, in the theater way back in 2006. Also in the theater. theater. Also in 2006, The Marine, starring John Cena. My wife. 2007, The Condemned, starring Stone Cold. Behind him, Enemy Lines, Columbia, Mr. Kennedy. 2009, 12 Rounds, starring John Cena. The Marine 2, starring Ted DiBiase Jr. Where has he been? 2010, Legendary, John Cena, Knucklehead, Big Show, The Chaperone, 2011, Triple H, That's What I Am, Randy Orton, where he's this big old jacked, tan, tattooed dude in the 50s, y'all, trying to be a kid's mentor and shit. I thought that was funny. Uh, Inside Out, starring Triple H, uh, The Reunion, starring John Cena, 2012 was Bending the Rule, starring Edge, The Day, no WWE wrestlers. Barricade, no WWE wrestlers. The Marine 3, that's Miz's first Marine movie in 2013. Dead Man Down, starring Wade Barrett. The Call, starring David Otunga, but more importantly, the sexy Halle Berry. You know it. You know it. No, no One Lives with Brodus Clay. Wow. Brodus Clay got a movie? Because <laughs> Queens of the Ring. Never heard of it. There's various cameos. 12 Rounds 2, that's when Orton took over that franchise that died immediately. Christmas Bounty, starring The Miz. 2014, we get our first animated Scooby-Doo WrestleMania mystery with various voices. Oh, man. I remember seeing those ads on the fucking pay-per-view nights. Oculus, which I saw in the theater. Terrible. It was a horror movie, so, you know. Uh, Road to Paloma, no wrestlers. Leprechaun Origin, starring Hornswoggle. I was going to say, let's guess who was in that one. You guys want to guess who's in these movies? Make it funner? No, we're already already so far in. This is when See No Evil 2 came out with Kane. Terrible. It was terrible. Uh, Jingle All the Way 2 with Santino. Uh, 2015, The Flintstones and WWE Stone Age SmackDown, various voices. The Marine Four, The Miz and Summer Rae. Vendetta with The Big Show. 12 Browns Three with Dean Ambrose. The Condemned Two with Randy Orton. Santa's Little Helper with The Miz and Paige. 2016, there is a lot. Uh, (laughs) Countdown with Dolph Ziggler and Kane. Term Life with Cain Velasquez. I didn't know he was in WWE what? in 2016. Scooby-Doo and WWE Curse of the Speed Demon featuring various voices. Interrogation with Edge and Lana. Incarnate with Mark Henry. Never heard of it. Uh, Eliminators with Wade Barrett. Now we're to 2017. Surf's Up 2. Wave Mania with various voices. The Resurrection of Gavin Stone with HBK. 
The Jetsons and WWE Robo WrestleMania with various voices. The Marine Five with The Miz, Maurice, Heath Slater, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, Naomi. Uh, Slight, Pure Country, Pure Heart with HBK. Armed Response with Seth Rollins. Birth of the Dragon, never heard of it, no wrestlers. Killing Hasselhoff, never heard of it, no wrestlers. 2018, Mohawk with Luke Harper. The Marine Six with The Miz, Becky Lynch, Shawn Michaels, The Miz Dies, spoiler alert. Uh, Blood Brother with R-Truth, never heard of it. 2019, Fighting With My Family has The Rock, Big Show, Sheamus, Miz, Zelina Vega. And upcoming, it says it's released already, never heard of it, The Main Event. Netflix, Netflix special. Oh, is that what that little kid? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, I saw that. Seamus, Miz, Kofi, Beth Phoenix, yeah. Mauro mm-hmm. Ronaldo, Baba Tunde, Sure. Keith Lee. Those are all of the WWE films. I made my pick. Who's next? Uh, Bretzky, would you like to bless us with your pick, sir? God damn. I thought there were more. Wasn't there like Scorpion King and like that thing where like Hulk Hogan fought this guy Zeus or some shit? That was WWF Studios. No, oh, okay. <laughs> Getting all semantically correct on me. Um, yeah, so I, the only one I've ever seen is The Chaperone, so I'm just going to say The Chaperone. Um, it was bad, but it's the only one I've ever seen, so it's, <laughs> I can't really judge anything else. Um, wow. Yeah. It was on, like, funny enough, it was, pro- it was probably on, like, TNT or some of that other bullshit. Like, I was just, like, flipping through channels and bored. Like, it was, like, a weekend. I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. It's Triple H in it. Big mistake, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've actually seen uh, 12 Rounds 3 with Dean Ambrose, and it is it's horribly bad. It's not even, like, a good, bad movie. Uh, he's, like, a cop who comes back from getting, like, something, and there's, like, bad cops in the – precinct and the precinct gets shut down and he's trying to fight his way out but he literally only has 12 rounds in his gun oh that, that's the title that's the title like if, if you watch the trailer at one point he's like last round that part is actually in the movie he has like one round left he's like last round and he's like going into like the big fight with the boss bad cops at the end I'm like oh this is so terrific i think he actually kills two guys with like one bullet at one point it, it's so bad so I just, I just like to imagine Mangria just in the theater all by himself, <laughs> watching some of this fuck no, shit. Like, there were actually uh, a decent amount of people. I've seen a third of the WWE films, not in a the theater. I saw um, See No Evil, of course. I saw The Marine. Um, the rest were at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my pick was the very. Oh no, first no, wait, wait, wait! Fighting with your family. I saw that in the theater. That okay. was that was an empty theater. Nice. <laughs> um, my pick was uh, the rundown with the rock. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I've fucking seen that movie a couple of times. Uh, the intro is probably like the best part. Uh, and Stifler just being Stifler for an hour and a half, and then this is back when Rock was like the Rock and not the Boulder that he is right now. Fucking three times as huge cut motherfucker right now. But uh, no, it's still like a good bad movie to watch that you can watch over Christopher Walken. Just like Christopher Walken. 
It's crazy. It's great. It, out of all of the movies I just listed, I would recommend the Rundown the most to Bretsky yeah. to check out. That is the funnest one of all. Rundown of is actually probably the best movie you watch in yeah. a good hour and a half. Yep. Interesting. I probably won't check it out, but uh, interesting. I don't really. It should have probably be on USA <laughs> at, at some point. Like they always seem to. Play oh that. yeah. Well, they keep the playing movie Walking night. Tall. They, they play yeah, they Walking play Tall, tall all the time. Which is funny because they play it on TNT. So yeah. Vince has probably got some kind of weird. <laughs> Thing over there, probably, probably play it right. I think they played it after a dynamite one week, like one yeah, literally I came out. Like, out. Like, WWE studios right after a dynamite. Like, That's talk. great. I was like, Here you go, Vince. Way to be petty, way to be petty, but not doing shit on air. I was like, I like it, I like it, good sir. All right, Jen, speaking of Vince, I guess we're gonna get into it. As Mangria like to say, let's recap in XFT from Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Up first, we had uh, the number one contendership tag match. It was the Undisputed Era versus, I'm just calling them the ones and twos because that's what they do when they come out to the <laughs> ring. <laughs> like this, like that. So I'm calling them ones and twos. I had to shorten it out for the notes. It's a lot of drunk notes. Good. That's what we, that's what we live for on the tripod, we the drunk notes. On tripods. So uh, here we go. Uh, Orny and, and the point man of UE Roddy start the match. Lurking with the takedown after Lurking with the takedown afterwards, Roddy with the shoulder tackles. Ones and twos working the arm of D Fish and Roddy. Uh, what the fuck is this? I'm all there. I'm it is. I'm already in some shit. <laughs> I'm with you, Cesar. I'm reading my own shit here. I'm already in some shit. So I got a. Uh, what do I put? Oh, D for Danny. Like, I'm just shortening shit in my nose. Oh, man. D. D, yeah. uh, D. D with the leg sweep to Fish. Uh, the double plex and then power bombing Roddy on two fish. UE then set up the tag on the advantage during the picture in picture. There's a lot of PIP I wrote and I, I made a note to that's picture in picture. Uh, they're on the advantage during the picture in picture. Uh, Lorne starts to fight back when it comes back from commercial and fish misses a headbutt from the top rope. Birch with a hot tag and kicked out and a kick out from Roddy. With the power bomb, Birch and Orny gets a hot tag, double blockbuster, double submission in the ring. In the rang, I wrote. R A. The rang. Rod and Birch throwing shots. Ones and twos hitting the double, uh, the DDT finish. Fish, fish for the save. Uh, fuck shit with Roddy in the knee. One, two, three. This is my free fucking money match of the week. Uh, I like this match. Start off with a good tag match, as NXT does on every fucking pay-per-view. Um, since we are not getting the championship match on Halloween Havoc, like I thought we were, we're getting it next week. And I feel like this, or possibly that, is too much free money. So I'm giving this my free money match of the week. Uh, there are There's another match I thought was better. But uh, Mangria, what did you take away from this hot start? In the XFT. In the XFT. Um, well, let me just kick it off from the top, I guess. Um, Big Dick Vic Joseph lays out the night for us. An undisputed Era come out minus Adam Cole. I thought that was interesting. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly cuts a promo. The second coming of the Golden Prophecy is coming. Uh, Lorcan and Birds come out. Heard you had. I can't do the accent. I'll try. Heard yeah. you had the Ridge Holland problem. Yeah, you got to start off like British. Oi. 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 <laughs> Uh, we took care of... No, I can't do it. Now yeah. you have a Lorcan Birch problem. 
this kicks off the match. It's just what you would expect from uh, a match with these four. Uh, Breezango watching from the top row in the back of the CWC. And I, this is controversial, guys. Not to be disrespectful. Disrespect. But while watching this match, I'm thinking both of these teams would murder Breezango. Uh, Lorcan and Birch hit the finisher, the elevated DDT. Roddy interrupts the three count. Roddy hits flying knee to Lorcan, pin for the win. It's, it's exactly what you would expect from these four. It's an awesome match. Great way to kick off NXT. Uh, Bretzky, what you got, buddy? Uh, yeah, I agree with both of you fine gentlemen. Um, Lorcan and Birch took early overall control. Um, they had at one point, Undisputed Era, hit a really good-looking double backdrop uh, onto Oni Lorcan. He took it. It looked really bad, uh, but it looked also really good at the same time, which is the best thing you can hope for. Um, Birch uh, went – Danny Birch, or D, uh, went for a drop kick to both UE members off the top rope, but he kind of whiffed it, which was uh, kind of funny to watch. It was like that uh, – that old little gif of uh, Batista, uh, like Mark Henry, like checking Batista, then Batista running yeah. backwards, going, whoa. It was kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, Lorcan almost pulled a Batista, speaking of Batista, and he nah. tripped coming into the ring. Didn't fall down, though, so good job, Oni, for getting your balance back. Um, Lorcan had a double blockbuster at a Young Street era, looked really good. Um, another kind of fun, funny little botch, which you don't really blame him for. Lorcan tried to spear fish through the ropes, but just didn't happen. So he's kind of crumbled out. <laughs> kind of bounced back and forth, yeah. And the camera guy's like, uh, they're supposed to be outside. I don't know what to do. It's pretty fucking funny. Um, yeah, then Strong pins Lorcan following the flying knee, which was fun long-term storytelling because as Wade Barrett mentioned on commentary, that is exactly what broke Oni Lorcan's orbital bone in 2018 at that takeover when they had another classic. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, I do think that a uh, match later on was better, uh, but I really like this is a great way to open the show. Both shows had a tag match to open the show. Um, it's interesting. It, tag matches are always good. NXT always has great openers, and this is one of them. Well, let me curse next week already because I'm going to predict something. Uh-oh. I'm going to predict that next week's tag team championship match ends in fuck shit. And they say, okay, well, we'll have another match at Halloween Havoc, and they'll throw some special stipulation in, yeah, hopefully, man. because it's disrespectful to the tag team championships to not have it at Halloween Havoc. And they weren't, on the, last, they weren't on the last pay-per-view either. Yeah. No title defense on the last pay-per-view either. So the tag titles have not been defended in the last theoretical pay-per-view. So, yeah, it's definitely the disrespect. Disrespect. <laughs> I also believe uh, Big Dick Vic mentioned Adam Cole still got, like, broken ribs or recovering. Yeah. Which is oh, okay. Okay. Uh, up next, we had an Ember vignette, which I um, – so I listened to The Hangover, and I got I know you guys gave Ember a pass for her uh, promo work. Oh, my God, yeah. Caesar. I listened, I listened back to the sale Caesar, and yeah. I immediately thought, oh, I wonder if Caesar's going to give her the same pass we did. Nope. Nope. Caesar, nope. <laughs> you, forgot, you forgot something, buddy. Yeah, I forgot a lot of shit. I was drinking that one. Let me just mention this because, I mean, I, I wouldn't mention it if it didn't make me want to vomit. Uh, some new smoking hot blonde backstage updates us on Finn's condition. It's the same lady. It's the same lady. Gruesome photos of Finn's surgery made me throw my lasagna away. Uh, Regal going to wait a few weeks before the future of the NXT championship is decided. Did you guys see those pictures? Holy shit. Yeah, that was yeah. fucking nasty. Yeah. Poor Finn, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. God damn. Yeah. 
That was bad. No, but Mangria, that was uh, that was Mackenzie Mitchell. That was the same. That's the same lady that's uh, always back there. Really? She looked she looked brand new. No, nah, that bitch is always there. Huh. Well, she got an upgrade. She looked very. She was on point this week. She probably had the raw makeup team. Talk about NXT. six to midnight. Damn. <laughs> always banging. Um, what does that mean? No, I'm kidding. Uh, I definitely did not give Ember a pass. Yeah, bitch had fourteen months to get it right. Fuck out of here. <laughs> God that made damn. me laugh. That made me laugh at the hell season, <laughs> man. Goddamn months, man. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, em- Ember's Law. Yeah, which we still don't know what it is. Uh, I, they they still didn't know after the vignette. And I, don't even, I still don't even think she broke it down this vignette. I did not take notes on their vignette, but I did like it better than the promo. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's what I wrote, that, too. I mean, I guess you're right. The nurse probably did get to her and whatnot, but uh, the vignette seemed to flow a little bit better uh, with the – Shit that was going on and after she had the match. So I did like it better. What are your gentlemen's thoughts? Bresky, we'll start with you. Thoughts about the Ember vignette? Uh, yeah, I literally wrote down uh, that Ember Moon promo package is exactly what her first promo should have been. Um, yeah. Because it was, you know, and again, I only give her, I give her the pass because, you know, obviously she's back in front of people. There's actually people there. Um, it's probably very nerve wracking. I can't, I can't imagine cutting a promo like that. Um, so I, that's why I give her the pass. If you want to hear me explain why I gave her the pass, you can go back to the last week's uh, episode of The Hangover and listen to that on Mangria Fueled on YouTube or on Spotify if you're Peter Wayne Kent. Um, and yeah, this is this was pretty much what she should what should have happened last week. Uh, it kind of it, it righted the ship in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I still don't know what Ember's Law is. So Mangria, uh, this episode right here, right there, that's what it looks like. <laughs> no, I, I just wrote. I, I already said what I wanted to say about this. We can move on. Cool. All right, up next, we have a match between uh, our boy Fruit Booty, uh, Jake Atlas, versus, uh, I'm calling him Wednesday, because that motherfucker looks like The weekend, but he ain't The weekend. <laughs> he broke his fuck, so he looks like Wednesday. So, uh, Wednesday? Down. I'm writing that down. Hold on. I, I have no Wednesday. idea what this is. Like, I, I literally said Wednesday, and I kept it rude. Uh, Some, it's something the Adonis. Ashante the Adonis. Wins fucking day. That's what that motherfucker's name is. Wins <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he is from now on. <laughs> Wins all day. That's what yep. Yep. Uh, Break it down for you guys. Flippy shit to a stalemate. Uh, uh, who the fuck is RB? I don't even know who. Oh, Fruit Booty. FB. Sorry. The, <laughs> it's M- it's MBL. No. MBL. Uh, Fruit Booty with the drop kick after more flippy shit. Wednesday with the drop kick. Trash talk. <laughs> and then the Brown Order walks out to the most devastating. And then, oh, your boy Wednesday gets he beat by the most devastating move in all sports entertainment, which we saw a lot this Wednesday. Uh, the, uh, the surprise roll up. Then all of a sudden, uh, your boy Scarface appears, <laughs> and they' about to get into some business. Fruit Booty sticks around because he's a Fruit Booty. He feels like he can save everybody because Wednesday was getting jumped outside, like he uh, fucked somebody's girl and uh, fingered her under the bleachers at a high school game. And then uh, Swerve comes out with chairs. I don't know why he needed chairs. There was a three on three. They could actually have a match. But uh, Swerve comes out with a hoodie on and some chairs. And the uh, the wetbacks leave and go to sell drugs. Those are my notes. God. <laughs> <laughs> Bretsky, 
what, what did you take away from uh, Fruit Booty vs. Wednesday? God damn. Um, yes. Back. We back. <laughs> we back. We can cancel this season, but we back. Oh, my God. Uh, yes, I said some fun. To, well, to quote Kalisto, who unfortunately, they fucking broke up Lucha House Party, and I'm not happy about it. But to quote Kalisto, they did some good Lucha things in the yeah. beginning between Fruit Booty Atlas and uh, Adonis. And I said, I don't know who this Adonis guy is, but I'm actually liking the character work a lot. Um, in the middle of the and they were in the match, like, like just basically healing it up. Uh, so I don't know if he's heel or face. Maybe he joins Legado del Fantasma and they try to diversify. I don't know. Uh, but it's interesting. It's kind of like what I'd imagine the Brian Kendrick was, was but yeah. like modernized, like a modern day the Brian Kendrick. So I like that a lot. And the, the callback to obviously Adrian Adonis um, in terms of the name, it kind of all fits in, uh, at least in the way I saw it. So that could be something big. He, he could have a bright future in NXT. Um, and then, yeah, Santos Escobar, Escobar with a phenomenal fit. Phenomenal fit. That first that, 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 cactus, that, that cactus green jacket on. And, money, uh, money. It was money green. Money green. <laughs> and then well, either Wild or Mendoza said, oh, well, Jefe's out here. And, oh, oh, it was so good. So good. Um, but, yeah, I – Interested to see maybe maybe Fruit Booty turns heel because they were talking about him getting a new attitude ever since Champa uh, on commentary a lot. Maybe Fruit Booty turns heel because they're you know they're gonna have that six man tag um, yeah. either next week or Halloween Havoc. But either way, someone's turning heel um, on someone. It's not gonna be Swerve, but either Fruit Booty or the Wednesday is going to be turning heel uh, during the after that six man. But I enjoyed the segment. It was more of a transitional segment. Liked it. About you, man, Grant, what'd you take away from uh, the old Wednesday, the old fruit booty swerve, and the brown order? You know, the, I noticed the drunker I get, the more I focus on their fashion. <laughs> I, I, I put Ashante the Adonis versus Jake Atlas, who sold his mom's bingo jacket to get Lady Gaga's new album. Nice. Uh, <laughs> impressive action between these two, like you guys said already. Um, then, of course, Wild and Mendoza show up on stage. Uh, Jake wins with the roll-up. Brawl ensues, and then out comes Scarface in a Vegas blackjack dealer jacket, and Brown Order head to ring. Swerve with chairs shows up in the ring. Yeah, um, I didn't think someone was gonna turn heel. I just I like how they have they have uh, Adonis now, and Swerve and Atlas taking on the Brown Order. I, I hope this leads to something bigger in this uh, in these six guys. But I mean, it's good. We're spoiled. We're going to get spoiled with this action. These guys are all fantastic. Uh, I can't wait to see the next chapter in this feud. But like you guys said, he didn't need chairs. It's not like uh, Brown Order was packing heat or something. Maybe it was just tear him off. I don't know. Maybe I mean, they were in street clothes. They could have had a knife on them or something. That's true. That's true. Always come prepared. Razor blades in the mouth. You never know. (laughs) I do have a question, though. If Fruit Booty Atlas wins with a roll-up, is it called the fruit roll-up? Oh, God. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo, bro. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to the, to the pack of fruit roll-ups I have in front of me that inspired that joke. I hate you. <laughs> Pretty sure Jake will uh, appreciate that one, if he listens. Yeah. No, no, he won't appreciate it because he won't listen to it. He won't, yeah, he'll never. There's no Hulu cut of The Hangover. 
Zanka's gonna Zanka's gonna write down to remind Jake about this, but he's gonna forget about it. Uh, shout out to Peter Wayne Kent. Just sent me some white people Wednesday shit on uh, my phone. I just checked it. Sorry, man. Uh, but the shit was funny. I'll send it. In the plenty chat of white people Wednesday shit to go around. Plenty, oh, yeah. plenty, plenty. But it's some good Halloween white people Wednesday. I think I posted it. Uh, up next, we had Johnny and Candace with a promo. I literally wrote seven ha's and good shit. Um, I, think probably, I can't remember what they said. I'm pretty sure it was the promo where they were like uh, talking about how they're uncrowned champions and they deserve rematches. Yep. I got a Johnny quote for you. Yeah. I, um, I just, very brief notes. Candace and Johnny interviewed Johnny. What has Dexter done? He draws pictures and stares, oh. and he kidnapped a guy. He kidnapped yep. a guy. Actually, kidnapped two people. Uh, yeah, why does he deserve a title shot? Yeah, that was. Yeah, Johnny popped me with that one. Is that what the quote you had, Bresky? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. What is Sexy Loomis done during a title match? He draws pictures and he stares at people. Oh, and he kidnapped a guy. He should be locked up. <laughs> so yeah. Johnny, Johnny's been popping me all week. I mean, obviously we saw, um, and it comes later on. We saw, uh, I sent you guys that backstage, yeah. the interview that wasn't aired, I guess it's on, on the WWE website of him talking about how he hates wheels. Now everyone knows Johnny Gargano hates wheels and how a car without wheels isn't a boat and all that shit. Johnny's been popping me all week. Uh, so this is just the start of it. <laughs> Fucking Johnny. Well, up next, Johnny comes out and he's fighting uh, everybody's uh... – Favorite loser, uh, Austin Theory. I think he was already in the ring. I don't remember hearing that fucker's music. Uh, I think he was already in the ring talking about how he can still go all day. Ladies say he cannot go all night. Ayo. Oh, Zinger. I, I said it. Uh, that Zinger was brought to you by the Tripod Sessions. And fruit roll-ups. And fruit roll-ups. The most <laughs> devastating roll-up in all snacks entertainment. Uh, John... <laughs> Johnny's in control early. Every time Theory tries to take control, he talks trash, and then Johnny comes back. Johnny was hitting some deep-ass chops early into this match. I was actually yelling woo uh, while watching. Johnny was working the arm, went for the Gargano escape, and put AT, but I capitalized it so I wouldn't read at when my ass was sober. He drunk me, he's always looking up. <laughs> Austin Theory moved quick to the ropes. Uh, Theory with a standing moonsault in the pin, kick out at one. AT now in control, still trash talking, but he paid for it with a drop toe hold and a drop kick. Then a drop toe hold and a drop kick by Theory. Wait for the ATL early. Johnny Boy, John Boy, Johnny Boy. I'm writing Johnny Boy now. <laughs> Johnny Boy reversed it to a kick and a spear. John in control, knee to the back on Austin Theory. Takes over with the punch, kick, and corner. And over the rope stomp. Ah, that's what it is. And then wow, the de detailed notes. When even when you're drunk this time, wow, you must have been into this one. <laughs> I, I was in. I was into the wrestling because you asked me to host, and I figured I'd write detailed notes. This time. We appreciate. We appreciate it, Caesar. For the regular fuck shit, but yeah, I don't know how drunk me was this detailed. Sober <laughs> me is not this detailed. Uh, with the over the rope stomp and plex, mean kick, and then the up and down over the knee kick out into two. Reverse to the ATL, and AT turned to roll down to a two-call. I don't know what that word is. <laughs> I have no idea what that word is. Revert, I'm uh, trying to remember the match in my head, too. That's what I'm trying to do. 
This is what I love about the Zoom sessions also is watching you two try to actually decipher your drunk notes instead of just hearing it. Just looking at the visible confusion on your faces is great. Google Translate. <laughs> Google Translate. Can you decipher these notes, please? Siri's like, fuck no. <laughs> you got to get, get Siri drunk. Pour some beer on yeah. the phone. Stick it in a couple of bourbon. <laughs> All right. Reversal into the super kick. Into the lawn dart. This is why I like this match. Johnny hasn't pulled a lawn dart off in a minute. Um, that, man, that move always looked good. Um, sorry to not keep it going, but I always liked that lawn dart. He did it all throughout the CWC. He used to do it early. He stopped doing it. I always wondered why. I thought, I thought it was a cool move. To a, to a donkey punch because he punched him in the back of the head, which kneeled him down to the one final beat. One, two, three. And we all knew he was losing, <laughs> but Johnny Gargano picks up a win. In uh, the best match of the night, in my opinion. Um, maybe I'll, even. I'll be right back. All I right. got a knock on the door. Cool. Uh -oh. Maybe even best night. Maybe even best match of the night. Um, I still have no idea what I was writing in that one part. Uh, but this is what I thought. I thought it was a super good match. Um, obviously, you know, Johnny's going to keep. Uh, Johnny's going to keep winning for Priest. Awesome Theory takes another loss. Mangria, what are your drunken notes or recall from this match? Well, if, if we can always rely on NXT giving providing us with incredibly uh, wrestling matches, this was the second of four great matches this night. It was heel-on-heel -heel crime, Austin Theory versus Johnny Gargano. Johnny with those heart-stopping chops, my God. I felt bad for Austin Theory, just that the sound echoed. If it... And the sweat flying, it was bad, man. Uh, Wade Barrett says, it's better to lose to NXT's top stars than it is for Theory to win squash matches. Uh, Theory, hell of a job selling Johnny's spear through the ropes. That's my least favorite Gargano move, by the way. Uh, Theory with a hell of a sequence of offense. Almost a big ending-like move uh, Theory pulled off to Finn. Uh, mm -hmm. Lifting suplex to Johnny off the mat. I thought that was impressive strength. And then he answered with the hell of a super kick. But then Johnny uh, telegraphed it with his own fucking super kick. Uh, mm -hmm. Lawn darting theory into the middle turnbuckle, like he said. Final beat DDT, pin for the win. Great match. I mean, Austin Theory keeps losing, but like Barrett says, it's better to lose to the top stars than like him going in there and losing the fucking. Uh, uh, the resident thick boy, like yeah. uh, Austin Theory, I, in my opinion, is is he's got a bright future in NXT as long as someone takes his cell phone away from him. But this was a great, great fucking matchup. Johnny Wrestling, of course, always delivers. Loved it. Loved this match. Let's give me your thoughts. I got back perfect time. Um, perfect. Yeah, so like you mentioned, the chops. Theory sold the fuck out of those chops, probably because they really fucking hurt. Um, it was a very cool and very interesting dynamic between Johnny and Theory. I like how they kind of built it up over social media. Like, oh, it's, it's Theory's fault for not, not bruising up uh, Priest more and all that stuff. So that was really cool how they did that. How they could actually get a heel versus heel working. Um, yeah, Theory had a really good looking uh, rolling thunder dropkick thing. Um, and Theory selling the fuck out of the second rope spear. It's Theory really selling, on point selling this night, uh, this week. Theory stealing Johnny's moves, like you mentioned, with the roll-up super kick. Um, at one point, Theory looks into the camera and goes, hey, Ms. Gargano, which is really fucking funny. Really cool. 
Um, Gargano wins with one final BDT. Great match. This is my match of the week um, for NXT and AEW. Um, yeah, this is a lot of fun. Theory, I think Mangria said it. I, I think I caught the tail end of it. Theory has a very, very, very bright future. I think this match in particular really showed everyone what all the hype is about uh, with Theory because he mixed a lot of great character work with a lot of great in-ring work. He was playing the baby face at times, playing the asshole heel at times. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely love this match. Uh, very good job to both of these guys. This could have easily been on takeover. Um, yeah, that's it's great work. Great work. Would you, um, would you say it was free money? I would indeed say it was free money. I would indeed say it's free money. Uh, I, it's I, um, it's free money, but we knew the outcome. Yeah. Because Austin Theory just got to be on his losing streak for right now. Um, I like saying free money is when that match could go either way. You really don't know who, who gets the win. You maybe have somebody you want to win. So whether you get like, whether you're happy or you get, uh, or you're just a little bit upset, but you're not really mad. That to me is a true free money. Like the first match. No, I mean, I kind of didn't expect UE to win. I kind of expected that ones and twos would get what they deserve, a title shot. Um, we knew, uh, but it still doesn't stop a good match between Johnny and uh, Awesome Theory. Up next, we got the Rhea promo, well, the straight Sonya promo, which got jacked by Rhea into a promo, which turned into, like, 15 dudes trying to break them up with masks on uh, in the back. With them two, with, Everybody was shorter than them except for the two tall ass women throwing everybody around looking like little bitches. Um, <laughs> notes, Mangria. Kick us off. You have notes for this one or you just write down? Yeah, some? guys, um, forgive me here. Straight Sonya backstage promo. I think the camera was way too close to her face because the closer it got, the less attractive she got. <laughs> you misogynistic for, Sorry for being so shallow, but that camera, you know, let's just keep the camera at a distance. And then, like you said, they cha she challenges Rio to uh, Halloween Havoc. Uh, Rhea meets her backstage, scream at each other, pull apart. But yeah, let's just keep our let's keep our six feet distance there. Uh, just stay back. Stay oh back, God! Cameraman, you got back. one of those fuckers. You got one of those fuck shit things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Bretzky, yeah. Right Man, Gria walking around the school when a kid walks in here and goes, yeah. hey, hey, get back, get back. Get the fuck back. Clean it over get here. Clean it over I don't here. want no Rona. Don't want no Rona. Yeah. Clean it over here. Maybe throw some bleach on you, kid. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I agree. The camera was weirdly in on uh, Straight Sonia, but I'm excited. I have a bold prediction. I, I mean, I'm excited for this match to happen. This is going to be, of course, two big ladies going at it. It's going to be fun, fun clash. I have a feeling that this is going to be the catalyst for straight Sonia to break away um, because they've been building her up now and she's been getting the push and like they've had Dakota go on her own. They've had, they've had Raquel be on her own for a little bit. I think this is the catalyst for Raquel Gonzalez to be a breakout star and maybe even dethrone Neo Shirai. I don't know, but I think that, I think that after this match, whether it takes one week I say more, no more than three weeks after this match where Hell Gonzalez and Dakota Kyer split. Uh, that's tough. That's tough. I would personally like them to see – I would personally pick them to win the tag belts. I, think I would love that too. Yeah, they're never going to bring them to NXT. 
Yeah, but I mean, of course, they're never going to bring them to NXT, but NXT is the deepest women's roster. There's more, there, there's more makeshift tag teams there than Raw or SmackDown. Uh, and it gives the could... NXT ladies some shine to move to go to every show. I agree, yeah. but I think that also if you want to keep Raquel, I mean, I would personally I keep Raquel in NXT for a little bit longer because she's also newer. I think yeah. that if they split now or like within this realm of now, I think Dakota does fine. And I think that Dakota goes up. I think that Dakota could really like maybe like could could really spark. I mean, obviously she could. Anyone on NXT women's roster could spark the women's division on Raw SmackDown. But I think that Dakota, like they're gonna talk about like free agent signings. I think that Dakota Kai becomes like this big women's free agent signing for either Raw or SmackDown. Which I wouldn't mind to see because Dakota Kai is money. Yes, no, she's great. She's great. Up next, we had uh, Ciampa watching the video of his match last week and uh, staring at the coon and then said he's dead. Uh, I I literally wrote Ciampa mad. Uh, Ciampa mad. Ciampa mad. Ciampa mad. That's all I wrote. Uh, (laughs) Man, Kuria, did you write any notes about Ciampa being mad at your boy? Tommaso Ciampa watching the game film from last week's match with Hikiro Shida, Kushida, he's dead. <laughs> you see, the, the people won't know what I'm talking about there, but I made a flub earlier this week. I called um, Kushida, or I called Hikaru Shida Kushida yep. because um, that's me, people. You don't yeah. like it? <laughs> I, when you sent that, by the way, when you sent that in the chat, I saw um, Kushida, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, because I hadn't watched the uh, Hail Caesars yet, and I'm like, did Caesar fuck up and, like, say one of the other two, and am I missing it, or am I, am I being an asshole for saying that, oh, did you mean, uh, did you mean Hikaru Shida? But then I'm like, nah, nah, fuck this, this is too good, this is too good. I was, <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, what, how, I mean, Mangria. <laughs> uh, that's why. <laughs> Well done. Well done, sir. Well done. Yeah. Did you have any (laughs) notes about Champa Mad? Champa Mad sums it up. Pretty much. (laughs) All right. Up next, we have. What? Did I say something? No. Up next, we got that uh, that Halloween tank hitting the streets again. And everybody's favorite, I don't know, pink, purple. What color was it this week? I, I couldn't pay attention. Is it the same color? Yeah, I, like I think it's a, it was the same color, just covered in spider webs, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, so both the uh, crazy hair ladies were fighting this match. It was the number one contendership, fighting EO at Halloween Havoc. Uh, Shotsky gets out early with the Enzinguri after a neck breaker. Candace slides through the ropes, and then Shotsky dives onto Candace. Shotsky hits a TKO. I don't know what out of here. To the knee oh, kick. The, yeah, the TKO into the knee, yeah. TKO to the knee, um, kick out from Candace. Now Candace is in control in the corner. What the fuck is B and B? Yeah, I'm, I got it. Bed and breakfast. She took yeah. her to a nice, to a nice bed and breakfast. Nice had a, had a... Bed and breakfast. <laughs> I don't know what. Up in, the, up in like, the mountains of Vermont. I feel like Nick Joseph said something, and I just wrote B and B. Oh, Bad News Barrett. Bad News Barrett. Oh, oh that's what yeah. it is. <laughs> Detective Bretsky on our on our case here, Cesar, deciphering our shit. That's, that's, that's why he's a smart leg of the tripod. 
<laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm gonna. I, I can't wait till I uh, eventually I retire. I make enough money, I retire. I can just spend the rest of my not my life not in a retirement home, none of that. Just being like the translator for you guys. Yeah. It's like going yeah, around, yeah. like like yeah. kind of like oh. dual custody. Mangria gets me for like the first six months of the year. You Cesar gets me for the next six months of the year. I'm just like in the streets helping you guys out. <laughs> More perfect. Oh, that's what I wrote. So now Candace in the corner. And Bad News Bear quoted Napoleon Dynamite during this match. That's no, 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 no. Need you not. That's what he did. Napoleon Bonaparte. All right, whatever. I'm thinking Dynamite because <laughs> I just watched that movie. The Dictator. I, like I dropped in the sports. <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte during the match. I know I wrote stars when Bad News Bear said something funny. Uh, Candace in control going, going into the break. When we get back, Shotsky with the sling blade. And three mean-ass forearms. Shotsky throwing that long back at Candace <laughs> into the corner. Uh, LeRae gets the knees up when Shotsky goes for the senton. Candace slips through the ropes. German, German suplex and kick back. Yeah, this is at the bottom of the page. I'm writing all small. <laughs> it was backstabber. The backstabber. Oh, yeah. yeah, the backstabber. Moonsault, kick out, roll up, uh, submission. Candace rolls out, and then uh, ugly Chelsea Green passes her the brass knucks. Pow, right in the kisser. Night, night, for the one, two, three. Candace LeRae is your winner. Bretsky, break it down from your side of the table. Oh, my God. I am so excited for episode number 26 when I get the interview so on Faux Pod. ugly Chelsea Green. <laughs> And then, right, the, it was that with the, the one-two punch of that, and then pow, right in the kisser. <laughs> she did hit her right in the face. Right in the face. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot wait for episode number 26 of the faux pod in oh, about, a week and a, about a week and a half when Julius Caesar will be on as a guest, but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, fun, quick sequence at the beginning, uh, Shotzi versus Candace. Uh, Barrett sounded smart with the Napoleon Bonaparte quote. Bonaparte. And then oh. he immediately... They immediately sounded dumb by calling Candice Candice. Um, and he called her Candice one more time towards the end of the match, which I was like, all right, cool, okay. Uh, Shotzi had a wicked-looking kick to Candice uh, on the apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. Uh, and then Candice put the knees up for Shotzi senton, and the landing looked really brutal for both of them. Um, Shotzi slipped on the ropes, it looked like, and then kind of went into that German suplex, uh, the back German off the second rope. Uh, near Fall City in this match. This is Near Fall City. Candice had a really good-looking step-up uh, lion salt, pretty much. Uh, step-up springboard moonsault. Uh, really pretty. Um, and Candice, of course, phenomenal facials throughout the entire match um, because, of course, it is she's a Gargano, and the Garganos are on fire. I don't give a shit what Jake says because Jake has bad opinions. Uh, the Garganos are on top of their game. Um I got to say, in the middle of this match, I kind of noticed it more. Um, the fake crowd noise combined with the actual crowd noise and the actual people attendance is actually not that bad. Um, I was kind of laughing. Somebody's, every... somebody's breaking into Bretzky's room. <laughs> no, that's my roommate. That's my roommate. He's, he's, watching, it. he's watching his back. like, oh, shit. <laughs> he's got a knife. <laughs> hey, he is Mexican. Um, oh. <laughs> El Legado oh. del Fantasma. They're, they're coming for me. 
I didn't. I, I chose to buy the Thatcher shirt instead of the the, the Legado del Fantasma shirt. They're coming for me. Is he wearing his Vegas blackjack dealer jacket? Well, you know, now that you mention it. <laughs> oh man! But, yeah, I was laughing because every time they came back, they had the 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 brought in crowd noise of NXT, NXT, and like yeah. the oh the entire night. But it, it worked. I mean, I don't, I didn't mind it uh, for whatever reason. Maybe just the way the look and feel of the the Capitol Wrestling Center. I don't know. But um, yeah, ooh, Indy Hartwell given. Oh, I, I wrote Guy Bing. I don't know why autocorrect didn't fix that. It's on my phone. But Indy Hartwell giving Candice the brass knucks, uh, and then Barrett with another line of the night. What did Indy give Candice? A pep talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hey, that's the uh, one accent you're not trying, Bretsky. What the hell, man? You're the accent guy. You can do you can do bad. No, he, he has too deep. He has too deep of a British accent. I can't. I can't get that deep with it. Afraid I've got some bad news. I've got oh, afraid I've got some bad news. Bad news. I just, it's tough to do. It's it, it. That's my 99. That hurts. That hurts the throat. If he yeah. goes on cameo, I'm just gonna write the word disrespectful over, over, over. But so you he gotta can write it like. I'm afraid I've got some disrespectful bad news. But he's got to say the disrespectful like Vince would say it. Yeah. Disrespect, pal. Disrespect. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, um, great great match. Um, Both of them looked good. And, of course, the fuck shit ending sets up later on in the night. Uh, We all know what happens later on in the night. But, yeah, good, uh, good match. And I'm glad they're keeping the Indy Hartwell shit going. Pretty much. Uh, Mangria, what you got? Um, well, like you guys said, we get Shotzi Blackheart and her Tonka Tank versus Candice LeRae, the Poison Pixie. Uh, Shotzi nails a successful suicide dive because, you know, whenever a woman goes for a suicide dive, we all clinch our buttholes and hold on to our seats like, oh, God. But Shotzi <laughs> actually nailed it. That shows how far she's come. Also a TKO, but uh, Candice lands on Shotzi's knee. Candace uh, drags Shotzi's eyes across the rope, and I did write, disrespectful. <laughs> Shotzi tries to do a slice bread on the apron again, trying to redeem herself from the last time she did it, but Candace just pushed her ass into the ring post. After the commercial break, um, I wrote, I love how Shotzi turned up the intensity. She had great facials and the visceral screams on it was, she did really good. She's um, she's growing on me. I like her a lot more now. Uh, Candace counters shot, uh, Shotzi Senton, like you guys said. Hits a German from the second turnbuckle to Shotzi. Uh, hits backstabber, lion salt. Shotzi will not stay down. And then ugly Chelsea Green, Indy Hartwell, and spectator area hands Candace some brass knucks. Regal smiled, I bet you. Candice Clobber Shotzi pin for the win. This was the third out of four great wrestling matches we had on this show. Incredible. Loved it. Uh, Shotzi, uh, she is showing that she is uh, credible and she could go for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, I'll give her the thumbs up. Go for it, Shotzi. I'm not sure what happened next. I'm not sure if it was the Regal segment in the back or the tag match. It was Drake and Killian backstage. Oh, yeah. yes, it was. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, it was. So, uh, You want me to read what yeah. I put, Cesar? No, I wrote, I wrote Drake back on his bullshit. Uh, that, that's all I wrote. Uh, Drake proposes for their tag team. 
Uh, drawing of Killian, super overweight. Drake all buff. It was like a cartoonish uh, drawing of them. And their tag name, the Furry and the Fury. Drake says they have a match against Imperium. Uh, Bretsky, what did you think about this segment? Bretsky's watching for weapons. Uh, being Fucking keep... <laughs> I'm keeps on coming in and out of the room. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, holy fuck, the furry and the fury. Uh, everything about this backstage promo is what I want in my pro wrestling. Fucking loved it. The fucking mock-ups where Killian's like, I'm not that fat, like all that shit. Oh, I loved the, it. Weren't they the same height? Or was it Drake same. taller? A little no, bit Drake, Drake was like super buff. And, and Killian was just like, his belly was all hanging out, all hairy. Um, oh my God, it was great. Um, yeah, this comes back later in the night, but I love them so much. It's so good. Every single night, I got a tag match. What? What do you mean you got a tag match? Oh, it's so good. So good. I take, I really don't like these guys. What? No! Are you fucking crazy? You no, motherfucker. If they, they're going to win the tag team titles, and that is literally disrespectful. I cannot wait guys. to see them win the tag team title. Exactly. Exactly. That's disrespectful. Can't that is wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. If they come out with the furry and the fury shirt, so I know you're buying one. So boo. Boo this man. Boo. Wait. Backstage, these guys are hilarious. They're great sports entertainment. They're gonna win the tag titles, and that is disrespectful to me. Cesar, you're going to die alone on that island, my friend. Hey, man, look, I'll be alone. I'll be alone. I can't. These guys can't win the title. This can't go on. This literally can't go on. But it will. I know it will. Now, wonder uh, he didn't take, no wonder he didn't take notes, Bretzky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, up next, as you guys know, my probably favorite part of NXT, you know, the match really wasn't that great. Uh, Superman was in the ring. And then we got the best NXT entrance I ever did see. Started with some cheeks and some lights and some music. And you knew it was booty time. Because Booty Storm is back with her, her match. Not her debut match, but her in-ring return to NXT. She makes her way to Durang. I wrote Durang this time. D-A-R-A-N-G. Uh, Durang. It's booty time. There's so much hotness in the ring right now. Oh, shit. I got to take notes about the match. <laughs> Those are actual words on this piece of paper. <laughs> All right. Uh, match, match. Uh, Storm is out front to the corner work by Aenea, Leah and a uh, Aenea. Who the fuck is Aenea? By Aaliyah and a neck breaker by Aria. Then uh, Booty with the comeback with drops and chops. Germans, dead ass in the corner. Little Rikishi action. Clothesline. Storm zero. Quick little five, seven-minute match. One, two, three. Booty time, gentlemen. Mangria, write me notes about this return squash. These are the booty could not be contained by the booty shorts. I, I share your done. sentiment, man. I saw the booty pouring out of them shorts. Them shorts was like, oh, God. And the booty was just like, nah, I'm coming, player. That was the best entrance. Tony Storm. Booty Storm is a fucking star versus Aaliyah of the Robert Stone brand. It was nice to see the Robert Stone brand on NXT TV again, at least. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote, that booty was hypnotizing. 
I noticed Tony delivered some front atomic drops to Aaliyah. So Tony had a knee full of sniz. Uh, like you said, uh, Storm Zero, Tiger Driver pin for the win. I, I love it. I'm, I'm very excited to see Tony Storm. My God, this women's division. This fucking yeah, women's division, dude. It's, it's oh, man. It's the best. It's the best in the business. And Tony Storm, I cannot wait to see what the future has in store for Buddhist Storm. Uh, Bretzky, what did you write any notes about this uh, match here? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I said, Robert Stone is back. Praise the Lord. Where is Mercedes? Um, I'm really glad they're making a huge deal about Tony coming back because she actually feels like a star. I mean, obviously, she's always going to feel like a star. But they make it the big entrance, the whole cinematic kind of entrance, you know, big deal about it. Um, yeah, I mean, Booty Storm. Booty Storm's back. It looks like she was also kept on fixing her top, too. So there, so uh, that would have been kind of bad. I, I would have felt really bad for her if, if the first night back she had a wardrobe malfunction, especially after everything she went through. But, um, you know, bad? I feel bad for her. Sure? For her. I feel bad for her because they pull out TV, but he would be great. He'd be happy about it. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know that Juice would be back home going wow the entire wow. time. <laughs> oh man, oh that might have been your best ever, Cesar. That Juice, 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 wow thing. But um, but yeah, Tony wins with the uh, the Storm Zero. Love the Storm Zero finish. Um, can't wait. Uh, this oh god, this women's division is stacked. Absolutely stacked. Uh, other companies or other promotions, other brands. Uh, you know. They might be trying to build up, building up their women's divisions, but uh, this is the best women's division in the um, entire world by me. far. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, half these chicks getting hurt in this women's division would still be on top. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's that sad. There's too much talent, and not everybody's going to get a chance to shine. That's the only, like, downfall about it. Uh, up next, Rico was in the back. I know he laughed about the brass nuts of Candace. He's like, Oh, the referee's decision, but uh, you know, I'm not too favorable about that outcome. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. He's nuts for like eight years. We all know about that. Yeah. Uh, he makes some matches for Havoc, and then uh, oh, uh, old Sushi Roll rolls up with uh, <laughs> that fuck boy she's with, and uh, she needs a match at uh, next week, and uh, demanded a match next week. Her and Sushi Roll, and then uh, she rolled out. Uh, then Mackenzie was sitting there looking hot, saying some shit, and I think that was it. All I wrote was Rigo laughs at brass nuts, but I do remember he made matches. That pretty yeah. much covers it. I yeah, mean, much yeah it. You, you covered it. That's all I had. I didn't say sushi roll, but that, that was the line of the <laughs> night so far. Uh, up next, we had uh, <laughs> Imperium versus Furry Fuckers. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, oh, shit. There's a lot of D's in this. D, you mean uh, Danny Birch? Yeah, Danny Birch came back. Uh, oh, Drake on his bullshit, walking to the ring again. <laughs> How can he not love that? How can he not love you, that? I am sports entertained until they get in the ring. And then that's where I'm like, these guys are going to win the titles, and I just don't know how long they're going to keep them. They're going to grow on you. They're going to grow on you, watch. Hi, Mrs. Mangria. Hi, Mrs. Mangria. What it is. <laughs> Where's my food, woman? I to see a band fly out. <laughs> get the, the chocolate. Hey, six feet. Six, 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 six feet back. Six feet. Oh, man. 
All right. Oh, so Drake starts. I'm like, Drake's on his shit. Um, sets up in a. Yeah, all right. This shit is all fucked up. <laughs> oh, damn, all right. <laughs> he sets up something. Uh, Dane gets the hot tag. Imperium turns it around. Drake with a hot tag. And now he's whooping some ass. Dane takes out the tag. <laughs> Dane takes him out by himself. Then, oh, Dane gets taken out on the yeah. outside. Then Imperium back in has Drake. It's a tag team move with a one, two, three. The ever fuck boys come out and they get destroyed by Dane, who's now back in it. Dane picks up Drake and says, nobody hits you but me. And then uh, they take their ass in the back. Uh, Gretzky, what do you know about this? Mine uh, Maverick and Dane could do the same entrance every night, and I'd still laugh every time. Uh, Maverick is like the make-a-wish kid who asks to wrestle, and Dane is like the wrestler making the kid feel like he's helping. Ron uh, Strowman, uh, was it Elliot? Nicholas. Nicholas, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Barrett was just taking it to furries on commentary, saying that it would be, like, disrespectful to be called a furry, all that stuff. Um, Barrett on commentary is actually really helping the story. Um, quote, he doesn't just want – he doesn't want to help Maverick. He just wants to come in and fight somebody when uh, Maverick got the hot – well, when he Dane got the hot tag. So genius stuff on commentary really furthers the story. Um, this is just a great overall because it gets Imperium a win that they need and it furthers the Dane-Maverick storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody hits you but me is fucking brilliant, and then even more fucking brilliant was Barrett on commentary. Well, then why didn't you hit him then, Killian yeah. Dane? <laughs> hit him right now. <laughs> Just hit him, and then the fucking music, everything. Oh, I love it. I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate the disrespect of your opinion, Caesar. Disrespect. They disrespecting him. Uh, Mangrio, what'd you write about the uh, furry fuck? Well, like uh, Brett, he said about he could watch the entrance uh, all the time. Drake and Killian come out, and Killian, <laughs> Killian goes, cut the music, cut the music. <laughs> so we didn't even get the fucking music because he was pissed. Oh, I did I did like the fact that you guys the white Carlton fucking popped me, because Carlton is like 80% white. So the fact that Drake is like a whiter version than white black Carlton. <laughs> fucking pop me. Uh, he's, um, he's translucent. That's how fucking yeah. white uh, Drake is. Um, Killian continues to use Drake as a weapon during the match. Uh, Drake looked promising, but Imperium win with the Imperium implosion. They renamed that move. Okay. Uh, Killian was outside on floor. Ever Rise came out. Cesar used to call him the Fruit Booty Boys. You don't well, call Jake Atlas. We call Jake Atlas the Fruit Booty, so we can't just keep calling everybody Fruit Booty. So but they if got... anybody were the Fruit Booty Boys, it'd be these guys. No. Uh, Killian, Killian does save Drake, and nobody hits you but me. And then their theme plays. Drake with a big smile on his face. Loved it. This wasn't the fourth. Uh, good wrestling match of the night, but it was very entertaining. This is the sports entertaining yeah. match of the night. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if there was a vignette or not, or if it was just the next match. I didn't write anything down. I just I don't think, yeah, I don't think there was. Wasn't there wasn't a commercial or anything? They just kind of... Yeah, it's just a commercial, and they came back for the main event, right? Okay. Then in the main, in the main event, we got, ha, 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 live forever. 
Yard term infamy versus the god of goddamn goats. Uh, Dexter Loomis for the NXT North American title. No, no, no. NXT North American title. North American title. Spaghetti meatball. Chef Aboyadi. No. Chef Aboyadi. I wrote a lot of notes on this shit. It goes across the page. All right. We got a long tie-up to start the match off. They were going around the ring till the rope break. Then uh, shoulder tackles to each other. The guy that goats gets a headlock and an arm drag. Priest, after the whip into the corner, Priest walks the rope to a crossbody and teases the god. Teases the god. Loomis with the, the stone cold, the Luthez press. Uh, I wrote the star, and then I wrote up at the top where it has some space. Barrett called this giving him some good news. <laughs> news punches, I believe. Uh, a trade blows, so Priest breaks out Breaks out the kicks. It's a broken arrow. Kick out into picture in picture. All right. Uh, Loomis takes control with the bulldog and gets caught in the what's he call it? The, the south of heaven? Yeah, south of heaven. Yeah. He gets caught and then hits it the south of heaven. Hits a spine buster. Spine on the pine, as JR likes to say. Uh, Loomis uh, Loomis hits the standing uh, hold, silence, I guess, uh, until Priest breaks free. Oh, fuck. What the fuck is T? Oh, Trump then hits a Trouble in Paradise. I wrote T.I.P. He said Trump. (laughs) (laughs) T.I.P. to the flatliner. Kick out and then gets into an ankle lock by uh, Damian Priest. Loomis gets out the ankle lock Priest does the uh, the ear clap and goes for the razor reversal back body drop by the god tip up with the leg drop. I thought that sequence was pretty good. Okay. And then uh, he goes to the top rope, misses from the high rent high rent district uh, by Loomis. Clothesline from Priest. Then that uh, I don't know, was it a rock bottom kind or Chaka Ajame to the I call it the God Lock. I don't call it the Silence. I call it the God <laughs> the Lock. God Lock. Uh, that's a better Loomis. name for it. Way better name. Uh, by Loomis. Rope break by Priest. They roll to the outside. Sneak attack by. Go on, Bresky. Go on, say. Who's the sneak attack by? Excuse me. Fine, Gammon Grimes with the sneak I attack. I mean, if this fucker doesn't make a NASA shirt but just says Grimes on it, like G R I M S. That's what I, I said. That's what I, I said. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was talking about you guys said it last week. If that motherfucker doesn't have like a NASA symbol with grimes in the middle, oh my Jesus Christ, that shit would be. When Bretsky, when it's Bretsky's turn to to mention Grimes coming out, I bet you his roommate throws a shoe at him. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's out for now, unless he comes oh, back yeah. in. <laughs> back out. It's all that work. It's all that work for uh, Fantasma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so sneak attack. Uh, then we get back in the ring, south of heaven by Priest. Once again, one, two, three. Afterwards, Crimes got some reckoning for his troubles. Uh, Johnny hits Priest with the chair. Rico comes out, makes uh, two matches for Halloween Havoc. And then Shotsky comes out with the wheel, talking about the stipulation will be named at a later date. Mangria. What did you think about, you know what, damn near another free money match of the night. 
what did you think about the main event here for In the Exactly? This was an incredible fucking matchup. The main event of NXT this week. It was a North American Championship match where we saw Damian Priest versus God of Goats, Dexter Loomis. Priest gains upper hand in the beginning, sort of. Uh, Dexter keeps getting up after every move Damian throws at him like fucking Jason Voorhees himself. If I was facing Dexter, I would have only attacked his injured ankle. Uh, commercial picture-in-picture, picture, action spills to the outside of the ring. Dexter finally gains momentum, tries locking in silence. Damien hits a roundhouse kick, a flatliner, and an ankle lock. By the way, did Dexter scream fuck? Because the audio hey, hey, out. Hey, he got him yeah. an ankle lock, and Dexter went, fuck, and then it <laughs> cut out or something. But um, Dexter misses a senton. Uh, he was no-selling the ankle, by the way. Uh, locks in silence. Priest gets the rope. The action spills onto outside again. And then fine camera grimes with the cave-in to Dexter on the apron while the ref was checking on Damian Priest. Priest wins with the sit-down chokeslam. Fine camera grimes tries to rub it in on Dexter. Priest hits him with the reckoning. Gargano nails Priest with chair on stage. Like you said, Cesar, Regal comes out. The stakes will be higher. Take it from the host of Halloween Havoc. And then Shots, you're going to get me to say Shotsky, you asshole. Shotsy comes out and says, spin the wheel, make the deal. <laughs> it was kind of corny, but she likes to put on a performance. And then the wheel comes on the fucking LED screen. Hopefully we don't get another coal miners uh, glove match coming out of this but uh yeah that was my take i loved it it was pretty uh great way to close out the show in my opinion regal regal looking dapper by the way in a fucking oh yeah suit. looking dapper by the way unlike some people in ski to t-shirts and old jordans uh Bretsky, your notes from the main event sir um real quick coal miners uh coal miners glove match is on the wheel so was it we'll see yes it was uh they take it off why would they take it off there's there's a bunch of stuff. Um, I think there's someone made an Instagram post about it. I'm sure you can find it. Um, it, it's like a screenshot. There's a bunch of stuff. Um, there's something that you would that a like, bunch of different things. Uh, I on saw there. a casket that's, match. That's the only thing I saw was casket match. Uh, I, yeah. There's a bunch. I think there's one that's the there's one that people don't know that's like kind of be the equivalent of an inferno. We were people are assuming. Um, there's a lot of different things. So it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out. Um, but yeah, so in terms of the actual match, Loomis playing elite mind games with Priest, even by his own standards, um, both characters, both performers showed different sides of themselves in this match. Priest showing that he was kind of worried by and scared of, uh, Loomis and then Loomis later on actually showing pain. Um, Priest hitting some really deep arm drags in the beginning, uh, not cynic chaos deep, but still pretty deep arm drags. Um, no, so shout out to Cynic. Um, Loomis with a phenomenal sell of a priest pump kick. Uh, yeah, Loomis must be pretty relieved that he's actually allowed to show pain for once uh, because the story is actually saying that his, hurt, his ankles hurt. So he's probably happy that he doesn't have to just sit there going yeah. the entire time. He can actually, like, react to shit. Um, Gretzky, you get, when you do a Loomis stare, do this next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, Loomis with an, the, he, I love this move, the nip up into the leg drop. Um, and then, and then, ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourselves for the moment of everyone's week, everyone's lifetime. When fine Cameron Grimes hits a slick cave-in on LaDexter fucking Loomis as I'm going straight to the moon, baby. Right on the apron, the hardest part of the ring, while the ref's back is turned. Priest has no idea. The ref has no idea. But boy, does Loomis have any idea. Priest retains due to largely, largely due to Grimes. Then, like he said, Grimes, uh, Grimes gets hit with the reckoning. Then Priest, of course, you know, foreshadowing his own doom, goes, hey, stick with me, cameraman. Um, <clears throat> stick with me, cameraman. I'm going to – I have something cool to show you. Mm-hmm. Gets hit in the back of the head with a chair. Um. Yeah. Then you know, it's in shots. He spins a wheel and all that shit. I was like, "All right, calm down, calm down." I know you're excited. I know you're excited, but uh, but yeah. And then this is also the best part of the week because it leads to the best interview that I've seen in a long time of Johnny Gargano. If you haven't seen it, find on uh, NXT's YouTube, uh, NXT's uh, Instagram page, WWE's Instagram page. Basically, Johnny Gargano saying that he hates wheels. Like, I, I hate wheels. Everyone knows that Johnny Gargano hates wheels. I wish, I wish our – Candice LeRae is going, our, 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 our car has uh, four wheels. I know our car has four wheels. It would be better off without wheels. That's a theory for a different day. I want to hear that theory. I definitely want to hear that theory. That's a theory I can get behind. Well, you know, uh, Gretzky, are you disappointed? We didn't get to see who you're wearing on uh, this week's NXT. We didn't get I, more – that's just that can. I am a little disappointed, but he was on last week. He got to make room for the good Ember promo. He got to make room for Tony booty time. So it's fine. It's By the fine way, you have way too many teeth to be wearing that shirt. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Hold on one second. Let me just uh, let me just hammer. get a Sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, By the way, I think that um, a Johnny Gargano I hate wheels t-shirt would still be better than 99% of us it. on AW shop. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. If that fucker has an I Hate Wheels t-shirt, I'm going to fucking buy it. Excuse me, but the Young Bucks shirts are hot sellers on the AEWshop.com. Sir, thank you very much. There's like 18 of them. There was like four in one week. Um, excuse No. Oh, wait. Hold on one second. I'm angry. Keep, keep that thought in mind. Yes. Uh, and another thing, um, the Jericho t-shirts are very hot sellers. You guys are just fucking WWE marks. You don't know what you're talking about. AEW rules. You guys are fucking gay. <laughs> what the fuck? Go get your... Guess who got your fucking pizza bagels, you cunt. That's right. That's right, you fucking mark-ass piece of shit. Come and get them. Come and get them. Yeah. Um, excuse me, but I only eat Doritos. I don't know what you're talking about with the bagel bites. <laughs> It's so much It says right here, it says, it says if you're baking it in an oven, bake for 14 minutes. It's like me 13 minutes, 59 seconds. Swoop your ass, you fucking mark. Um, excuse me, but uh, Tony Khan is way better than Vince McMahon. Oh. <laughs> I'll oh be right back. I got to put, put these back in the freezer before they get the frost. Freezer. Go ahead, man. Put it back. This motherfucker went and got bagel bites out of the freezer. That's fucking gold. That's fucking. Bizarre. Did you check out SmackDown at all? It's airing on my TV right now. I'm watching. And I was at a bar. I was at the bar drinking, and I got home at like 
Okay, yeah, I've been watching it on silent so far. It's been pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I saw like what there was a New Day reunion for the last time, and then it got a little Braun, got a little dusty in the ring. Braun had a Braun had a fucking suit on. I was like, where did Braun get this big ass suit? That little like Braun Strowman chain on. Get this trash are they, out of here. Are they just throwing shade at Tony Khan again? Yeah, just throwing shade. Everybody gets dressed up. Living rent free, rent free in their heads. Free. <laughs> All right, guys. I guess we will go to the one year anniversary show of AEW. So you fucking toxic ass marks. If you're part of the Mighty Twenty, popcorn ready. To likes to say, we about to break this shit down, and I'm gonna have some hot takes. And Mangria's oh, been waiting. Mangria's been waiting all week. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> I will say that um, I have a new thing, like my free money. Uh, Jesus Christ! Two pages on the first match. What? Um, damn! Really? Are you serious? Holy shit! It's a small notebook, but it's two full pages. Hey, size doesn't matter. Good luck deciphering that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have a I have a new thing that I will start at the end of this match. And uh, it'll be recurring for at least three of the matches uh, tonight. <clears throat> so we got Fook the Revival. <laughs> I, I, I write that down now. Every <laughs> I always write down Fook the Revival. <laughs> <laughs> Versus the best friends. Uh, uh, if you didn't know, they announced this was a time limit of 60 minutes for this match. I don't know how they get a whole hour. You know this shit ain't wrestling for an hour. No goddamn you never know, hey. Actually, excuse me, um, Mr. Mr. Julius Caesar, but um, we AEW we treat we treat over wrestling as a as a sport, unlike sports entertainment. So you never know; it's very unpredictable. That's why we have rankings. Where the fucking bagel bites at? Sure, 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 uh, sure thing, Mitch. Not even worthy of the name, Mark. Fucking bitch, Mitch. AEW Mitches. All right. Uh, revival in control early. Uh, then there's a chop fest with Trent, which is a bad idea because I swear that man has got to be top three hardest chops I have seen in the business. Like and every that's, time, that's the Gargano. <laughs> and look, him and Gargano need to have a match just for chop fest. And then Walter comes in and fucks them up both. Oh up. my god! Oh my god! <laughs> did, did you guys see him with Dragonov? Yes. Did you see? Holy fuck! Did you see his chest? Oh my god! I saw the picture, but I didn't see the actual chops. I had to pause it. I was like, I'm not watching the rest of this. I was like, I was like, this is manslaughter. This is manslaughter. Oh man, imagine, just imagine for a second, real quick. Aside, not not AW. Imagine the. Do you guys remember a a couple years ago on SmackDown when it was when they were doing uh, Big Show versus Sheamus? When they yeah. had this whole thing where like, Big Show punched the punching bag and it registered like how much it was, how much force, and like it was Seamus Bro kicked it and it registered how much force. Yeah. What if you have a Grizzly Magnum chop from Keith Lee versus a Walter chop? I want I gotta know which one's Walter, more powerful. Walter yeah. wins. Walter obviously wins, but I would say the Grizzly Magnum is like the second most powerful. So you got you got to see you got that would be that would be a, a chop fest for I think, the ages. Yeah, because Walter Walter still comes down with it, and everybody's shorter than him. So yeah, that kind of and Keith goes like straight though. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like it still would hurt. Like, but yeah, I, I'd like to see that. Anyway, back back to back to back, to the, back to the match. Uh, we got a double team uh, by the Revival Trent 
Trent getting worked. Uh, Trent getting worked. Trent getting worked on the ropes while Skivone. Oh, oh yeah. Trent was getting worked on the ropes while Skivone was reminiscing about WCW while talking about the one year <laughs> of AEW. I do remember that Skivone was like. Back when we went on air in 1983, and JR was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you mean 2019, right? Like, oh, I mean, yo, sorry, guys. This is some of the best year of my life. You all right, buddy? And I'm like, get you up He's like, that's the other company. Yeah, that was the other company. Fucking Bone drunk off mules at 805. Ski Bone was, a, was, a, was AEW's performer of the week, in my opinion. Yeah. You see that shit Bone. later on? Oh, <laughs> oh shit, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Oh man. Uh, Bo drunk at eight oh five. I was like, this motherfucker spitting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, top guys got the rope drag on trip. Quick tag by the revival, and Jr. Jr. Talk about somebody in Nick Saban. Nick Saban out there? Nick, uh, Nick Saban got COVID, so JR was bragging about AEW's COVID testing procedures. Oh, COVID testing. Like, oh, yes, and, right. uh, uh, and Nick Saban got, got COVID, so very hot to him. He's one of my favorite coaches. And I'm like, JR, yeah, we're boom, most, boom, of, boom. Most, of, most of the people watching have no fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we had a, a mean close by, by Trent fighting it back. Uh, quick taken out with the top rope backdrop. Trent with the knees and the hot tag that Chuck. Sexy Chuck with the dive and then back in the rang with the Falcon Arrow. Durang again makes its uh, way back into the AEW notes. Uh, Tully with the cheat. The revival go back into control. Trent gets a sneak in, gets uh, control, blind tag, soul food, half and half. I always love that move when they pull it off. I it love looks it. I love every it. single time. Uh, Half and half, best friend knee by Trent and a kick out at two. Trent with a stiff shot. Pick up something. The clothesline assist powerbomb. Tag team and two kicks out for Trent. Trent on the top. Trip on the top. Fight off. Oh, Trent was on the top rope. They go up. He fights him off. Revival counter, German suplex to a, a splash. Uh, Cash breaks it up. Uh, to the splash, Cash breaks it up. It hits Chuck with a DDT. Then another float DDT from Trent. Then a spike DDT from Dax. Uh, I think this is when uh, JR was like, there's a damn DDT fest going on in the ring here. Um, the strong zero hits. Break up. Then there's a breakup. Uh, Chuck gets a brain buster on the outside. Trent goes into the arcade machine. Penelope Ford runs off. Uh... And then the ref, the ref counts. Trent can't stand. Chuck interrupts the Shatter machine. Oh, sorry. The uh, Goodnight Express actually wrote Shatter, scratched it out. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not write Goodnight Express. Goodnight Express. Uh, Chuck gets tagged in. Uh, the motherfuckers on the, the motherfuckers on the apron with the belt. The ref, the ref clearly sees the belt. Ducks. He swings. FDR gets the win. This gets my shit ending count meter to a one. Uh, that is the one, two, three. The revival win with the ref clearly sitting the belt. Ducks. Motherfucker gets hit with the belt. Ref 
then sees him on the ground and sees a motherfucker on top of him. Counts one, two, three. No kind of count out. Oh, Trent was outside for like at least 20, 38 seconds when he got thrown into that arcade machine. Not getting counted out. That is the opening match. It was a great match until that ending. Um, I'm going to leave. I'm going to let Mangria because he probably was a wax poetic. So, Bretsky, what did you think about the opening tag match about AEW? Well, wait, 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 wait. So, the new thing that you got, Bretsky, I mean, Bretsky, Cesar is the shit ending count? Yeah, the shit ending count. Oh, it's God, at one sorry. right now. It's at one right now. Just making it clear to the people. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely for this show, yeah. maybe going forward on both shows. Uh, if I think it's a shit ending, I might just keep a tally for both shows, but this definitely got the shit ending count to a one. Uh, and we are only in the first match. Uh, <laughs> Bretsky, what did you think about the opening match with the best friends and the and fuck the revival on uh, so, AEW? So my first note is something that I wrote sarcastically, but then actually came true because um, I didn't know uh, how long Mr. Jarrett's entrance would be. Wow, they're really starting quick. No entrance, no entrances for either tag team for a tag team title match. I wonder who they're saving time for. Wink. Then it came true. Um, Chuck Taylor with a beautiful Tobacon hero. That's we always say the two things Excalibur does well. I mean, the the best um, are the gotta give the people what they want, which he did later. And Tony's like, oh, thank you for that. Um, and <laughs> coming, um, coming, coming back. My welcome back to my roommate. Um, hi, Angel. Watch your back. Watch your back. What? Hi. No, you're good. You're good. You want to say hi? You want to say hi? Yeah. Hey, look. Hey, everyone meet my, my roommate. I'm Brad's Mexican roommate. Here, that you brought up. Hey, which... Did he say Mexican roommate? Wait, hey, Hello. which which episode of the faux pod were you on? The Which episode was it? 19? What? The Which episode was I in the faux pod? 17. 17th. I'm sorry. 17th. Okay. This is Angel right here. Hello. Um, I'm Brett's roommate. <laughs> Sorry. We heard, your, we heard you're brown. Yeah, you're good. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes. Excal- Excalibur. Uh, hey, who's going to put a uh, cameo on Cesar's fucking screen? We got two cameos tonight. Cesar, you got to... Well, Brother Quarter at least has to be on this fucking Brother tripod is, sessions. No, Brother Quarter is out of town. Uh, he hates that he couldn't be here. Um, I did give him the homework, and um, I did give him some homework, and uh, he did write in for his wrestler of the week. He oh. sent me a text message. Um, so when we get to that part, I will uh, announce it for you guys. But Brother Quarter is out of town. He catches cheap flights everywhere, man. Just cheap flights. So he had to go handle some business. Uh, Bresky, please uh, continue. Yes, Excalibur does the gotta give the people what they want very well and the dope cone, whatever, very well. Um, soul food into half and half, beautiful as ever. I think commentary doesn't sell it well enough. No. Um, there's like, oh, soul food. Oh, he kicks out. And it's like, they, that's, that's essentially their signature at this point. Yeah. Um, so they gotta sell it more. I think they should win with soul food every now and then because that could be a viable second finisher. Um, I wrote down DDT Fest, and then two seconds later, JR said DDT Fest. Um, And, oh, God, Trent misses a spear and goes through Kip's arcade game. Um, Okay. Uh, God, Billy Gunn's kid is fucking annoying. Um, (laughs) He's not Marco Lello yet, but. No, he's not Marco Lello. He's getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Let's go, yeah! Shut up. Shut the fuck up, kid. Um, I will say, because they do it in Japan also, and a little bit in WWE, I don't mind when the refs kind of give leeway with a 10 count. Um, but like you said, it, this was for a long time where you forgot the 10 count was there. I don't mind if it's like, oh, you know, they're in a, they're an intense battle. It's two heated rivals, you know, give them 15 or maybe at a max 20, you wait two seconds in each count, but this is too I only, long. I only wrote it down because it came prevalent in a match later. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, then FTR wins after a shot with the title. Um, I agree. That was stupid. And then, uh, yeah, that's it for that actual match. Do we want to talk about what happened after the match now, oh, or do we want to? Talk- I'll, right. I'll bring it up in the next part. Right. And with the next match as well. Um, and, yeah. No, you wrote some notes. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, gentlemen. Let us, let, us uh, let the mighty twenty do what you got to say. Well, Cesar, I'm surprised you didn't point this out because we all know how you love the rankings. But uh, <laughs> the best just, friends. Don't get me mad already. Okay, the I best didn't friends have been ranked number one for four weeks in the tag division. Uh, great tag team action. Uh, like, like you guys said, Tony flubbed the line saying, AEW has been around since 1990. Uh, I love Dax's leg drops. I've mentioned it before. When Dax goes for a leg drop, he kicks out his other leg, and then he hits the leg drop. I, I like that. Uh, FTR, he, they cut off the ring very well, like usual. Uh, the crowd with the weenies chant. All right, feels oh, kind of yeah. feels kind of forced. Uh, Tolly sweeps Chuck's foot to help FTR pin. Uh, I need to do commentary for this part. The soul food, half and half by best friends. Wait a minute, uh, Mangria, Mangria, hold on, hold on. You do commentary? I thought Ten Cunts yeah, did commentary. I thought it was Ten Cunts. I thought it was like your. It was a you, tribute, guys. It what, was a tribute. Wait, so do you do commentary for like some like weird indie promotion or something? I don't know. All I listen, all I watch is a APPW. So I, I write notes. I write notes for ten cunts. I say, hey, uh, ten cunts, uh, you should emphasize this, and I make sure you make a big deal out of this. So, so it's I'm like Vince's. It's like Vince's list of band words. It's Mangria's list of emphasis. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I can respect it. Um, FTR with a toss-up power bomb, double team was sweet. Uh, at this point. I'm wondering if Santana and Ortiz are going to interfere because, you know, they're feud with the best friends, but I guess that's over now. Uh, Dolph Ziggler wears the same boots as Trent, just in white. <laughs> I guess it's a HBK tribute. HBK wore those boots. Uh, Dolph Ziggler wears them in white. I guess Trent wears them in uh, black. Uh, best friends hit strong zero. Cash for the save. Cash hits a brain buster to Chuck on the outside. Trent drop kicks chat, uh, Cash over the guardrail. Trent tries to spear Cash through Kip's arcade machine and misses Cash putting himself through it. Uh, I mean, do you mean Trent? I don't know why I wrote that. Hold on, maybe yeah. the infant and misses Cash. There it is. We can, we're getting Mangria's drunk confusion now. <laughs> the mics is kicking in. Um, Kip tells Penelope, get him, get him. And uh, that's when Penelope locks her hot ass to the back. FTR with Trent in the ring. Try to hit the finisher. Chuck for the save. Cash hits Chuck with the belt as ref dives out of the way. Dax pin for the win. FTR is 12-0, Cesar. Good luck. Yeah, I'm in love. 
And like you guys say, uh, we do get a, got to give the people what they want. And then you can, that's the match. You, you take it from here, Cesar. All right. So after that, I wrote down, Miro pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Chop him mad. I literally wrote that. Chop him mad. <laughs> uh, Miro comes out and um, destroys the best friends by himself. He uh, yells a bunch of words in Bulgaria. I didn't have my uh, my translator shit on the TV, so I really didn't give two fucks. Um, and then they have a match. I literally wrote down Miro versus two Negroes. Uh, Miro beating people up. Chip does a move. Miro does more shit and wins. <laughs> um, uh, Megria, did you write any notes about that? Match after the time I, didn't, I didn't write two Negroes. I wrote um, because <laughs> as soon as they said their names, I jumped on it. I was writing as fast as possible. It was Lee Johnson and Sean Maluda versus. I've Kiki. heard of Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson's been on Dark. Well, Sean right. Maluda was in the CWC, if you remember that. Oh. Uh, he's he's a Samoan. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Hero murders them. Game. Over, wow. and it was funny when he got the the accolade. His arm slipped over his head, and he's like, yeah. oh, shit. and he got he got the accolade back on. Uh, Kip cuts a promo. You went too far, and then Miro says, "Good friends, yeah. you broke my sheet." Yes. Shit counter at one. Shit counters at one. That's what uh, I. Bretsky, yeah, do you have uh, notes about this squash tag kind of two on one match? And the promo afterward. Uh, yeah, I wrote Miro attacks best friends because their arcade game got destroyed. Miro's music is still awesome. I wrote no notes on the match. Um, geez, Kip went from a cool dude to a video game nerd all because WWE changed its Twitch policy. Um, <laughs> Miro with the shit of the week, and he called them good friends, which was very funny. Um, I like I like how they're kind of uh, making Miro's lack of full understanding of the English language an actual gimmick because mm -hmm. that is funny. But other than that, don't care. And then yeah, like the, the arms. I think I think it was Wrestle WrestleBotch posted it um on their Instagram. One of them, one of the wrestling sites, uh, uh, the wrestling classic, uh WrestleBotch, one of them posted it. Very funny. Way too excited to get that move on. <laughs> very funny. Very funny. But yeah, uh don't care. Uh, they ruined Kip Sabian all because they wanted to. This is the problem taking shots at other companies, and I understand it's a, a war, but you fucking Kip Sabian had so much potential as a super bad character, and he's still super bad. But don't make him a fucking Twitch streamer because oh WWE is making rules about Twitch. Ooh, wow, spooky! A corporation's making rules about its employees. Oh, Do you uh, remember? You remember his old tag team partner, that British guy who got busted with a Me Too. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, Jimmy Havoc. When Kip, Havoc. Kip and Jimmy Havoc were tagging, you took them serious. They were legit. Yes, like, there was no video, game, no video game bullshit. And yeah. like you said, Bretsky, they're putting this fucking video game stuff on him. Now we can't take Kip serious like we were when he was tagging with Jimmy Havoc. Or Miro, for that matter. Yeah. For, for a guy who fucking left a company because he felt like he was getting disrespected on some fuck Disrespect! Disrespected. You're literally starting your new career on some fuck shit. Like, 
Like wow. he literally, like he started, like they started off fine with them getting married and Miro being the best man because they have the connection. To, like that's fine, that's all good and well because yeah. they, they, they under they understand why. But now yeah. they have the fucking arcade game. All of a sudden, it's named Albert. Since when was it named Albert or whatever yeah. the fuck they named it? Like fucking, it's yeah, it's, they go to Dave and Buster's. They ran out of Dave and Buster's and fucking <laughs> fucking lose all. By the, the way, you know they only made him the best man because they wanted his song to say yeah. I am the best. best. So they're like, oh, oh yeah. fuck it, he's the best man in the wedding. That that's why, yeah. you know, that'll make sense to the fans. That that's why his song says that. Did you, uh, yeah. did you watch when like Private Party took over the AW story, and they were like, you know, doing one of their things with their backstage, and like they rolled up on Miro, and he's literally playing video games, and they're like, well, we know you're the best man, but if you were getting married, who would your best man be? He goes, oh well, he'd be the best man. <laughs> yeah, but who is the best man? The best man is the best man. Like, it, I was like, bro, you're making this too much of a gimmicky thing now. Like, by saying just the best man or whatever. But I digress. Uh, I think they go to a commercial. I know Mox and Archer were fucking up shit backstage. Yeah. Archer was beating Mox up on a table. And, uh, yeah, saying, Jake Roberts shirking off in the background. Yeah, Jake Roberts is walking with a half a, half a, half a bottle of water, which he had for the whole night. If you, if you watch that yep. water bottle... Yep. It never changed from a half a water bottle. I have that as a note. I have that as one of my notes. See? See? And it had the lid on it. So that means this man literally drank half a bottle of water and saved it for an hour and a half. It's like when they used to have, like, Jerry Lawler and, like, Cole would have the bowels of Mountain Dew in front of them. Yeah, and, they, like, the and, like, like, one, like, they would take one sip maybe, yeah. and that would yeah. be it. Yeah. But you always saw full <laughs> bottles there, and then, like, a bottle had a sip out of it. Yeah. Uh. So they they finally talked about the uh, tournament with the uh, for the title shot, and uh, of course, Eggman and Kenny are on opposite ends, like we didn't know. I so I talked to my friend at work who I talked to wrestling with, and we talked about this, and I'm just like, you know what? AEW has these tournaments with predetermined storylines, where you know who's going to be in the finals. Like, I will at least give WWE that. Any tournament they have, you never know who's going to be in the finals. Every king of the ring, you don't know who's going to win that shit. You don't even can't, can't predict what the finals are going to be. Yeah, we like, thought that Chad Gable could have won this past time. Yeah, and it was fucking – because we were like, oh, man, he's going in hot. And then he's getting wins, and then it's fucking – yeah, it's fucking, uh, you know, King Corbin. But we know out of the assholes who are in this tournament – then how are you gonna pick the Lucha? How are you gonna pick uh, LAX against each other in the first round? Cesar, can can we uh, go over this in detail? Because I actually wrote it down. I, I didn't write down shit, but yes, we can, sir. Let's do it. I wrote down the bracket here, and okay. there's gonna be several matches, but the only match I care about is Penta versus, Penta versus Ray Phoenix. Yeah. That is going to steal the entire fucking tournament. I cannot wait to see those fuckers take on each other. No, it isn't. It's going to be – is Kenny on that side? It's Penta versus Phoenix first round. Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela first round on – Joey Janela? Yeah. No. I forgot Kenny about versus, it. Kenny versus Ray Phoenix is going to steal that whole tournament. Anything with Phoenix is going to steal yeah. the fucking tournament. Yeah, we know this. On the right side, it's uh, Bretzky. Boom, boom. Cocabana, boom, boom. Versus Hangman Page, our drunken hero, Cesar. Also, 
Wardlow versus Jungle Boy could possibly be a great match as well. So let's uh, we we all love to predict the, the the tournament. So let's we'll reference this episode when the tournament is finished. So let's make our predictions now, since the gotcha. beginning brackets. Uh, I'll go first because uh, I'm gonna say Phoenix beats Penta, Omega beats Janela, of course. Yeah. No way. And because I'm an idiot and I'm gonna curse him. Phoenix defeats Omega. Phoenix defeats Omega on the other side. Colt Cabana versus Hangman. Hangman wins, of course. Hangman. And then Wardlow versus Jungle Boy. Wardlow. Fuck it. Wardlow. The Wardlow. And between Hangman and Wardlow, I'll say Hangman wins. Hangman versus Phoenix at full gear. Cesar, who's winning? Penta or Phoenix? Phoenix. Thank you. Uh, Omega or Janela? Omega. Uh, Colt Cabana, boom, boom. Or Hangman Page? Drunk. <laughs> uh, Wardlow versus Jungle Boy? Here's where you can make Jungle Boy. And I oh, don't so think they'll do it. And I don't think they'll do it. Here's where you can make Jungle Boy legit. If you want to make Jungle Boy legit, of course you have, of course M, uh, MJF will be out there, but he won't cheat for Ward Dog. But maybe Luchasaurus and oh, don't you say it, don't yeah. you fucking yeah. say it. Fuck. I'm not gonna say his name, but Fuck. he'll be out there. Ugh. But if they cheat to keep MJF away and do some fuck shit, here's where you can make Jungle Boy legit. I'm going to say it just for an upset because the upset needs to happen in this tournament. I'm going to pick Jungle Boy. Whoa, Jungle Boy. Okay. I'm, I was, you know, I'm high on Wardlow because I think he needs to be a star. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I, if you want to make Jungle Boy, he's got to win this match. Okay, then we're going to the semifinals. Phoenix versus Omega. Who wins? Kenny. How dare you? Okay. Um, and semifinals, Hangman versus Jungle Boy. The drunk. Well, okay, so Cesar's finals obviously are Omega versus Hangman, but Bretzky, now we're on the U. Penta versus Phoenix. Phoenix. Thank you. <laughs> Watch um, Penta win this match, and I'm going to be pissed. You motherfucker. Don't jinx it! Don't jinx it! We all picked him. Hey, we all picked hey, him. A, hey, former former uh, Impact champion right there, Penta. I'm, I'm what what's Impact? What? I don't know. It, it, man, no. Some, some show they talk about on the pregame, probably. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela. Joey? Uh, no, 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 no. Kenny, Kenny. <laughs> okay. On the other side, boom, boom. Colt Cabana. <laughs> Versus Hangman Page. Hangman Adam Page gonna win though. Win that match. War Dog versus Jungle Boy. I'm gonna say this. Don't you fucking I'm say gonna his name. No. Well oh, I'm gonna i I'm gonna say his name. I'm not, I'm not gonna he's he should he should not be named. He should not be named. Thank you. Um I'm gonna say War Dog wins, but I like what Cesar was saying. 
I think what it'll end up being, at least the way I would book it, um, if I if I if I possess the power of having a, a world worn out bull skewed in a shirt, and I had the power to book, um, I would have ma- I would make it so that MJF is so preoccupied with convincing Jericho to join the inner circle that he's not out there, and wow. War Dog has to prove himself. He's going on his own. At this point, you have the rest of Lucha Jungle Express out there, and he who should not be named eventually costs Jungle Boy the victory because he tries to do something to help them because like, they keep on mentioning how he's a gnat. So I imagine that he does something that costs Jungle Boy the victory, and eventually maybe Jungle Boy could snap down the line. I don't know, but yes. I think War Dog wins and goes on to the next, next round. Okay, then on the uh, semifinal round, we've all agreed that Phoenix will fight Omega. Bretzky, who are you picking? I am having Phoenix with the upset. Yes, yes. And keep in mind, I'm only saying this. I know that the one that we're all expecting is Hangman versus versus Kenny. I want to have this other alternative out there because I want this in the universe. So maybe, just maybe it happens, but I'm, I'm putting Phoenix. But Caesar. we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about it later. So I have a theory about BTE, which is what's leading me to what I picked. Well, Caesar, could you imagine if we got three weeks in a row, Phoenix versus Penta, we got Phoenix versus Omega, and then we got Phoenix versus Hangman? Holy whoa, whoa. shit! But, oh, sorry, sorry, Brett. Sorry, sorry. I'm just saying. I'm just hypothetically, hypothetically. You okay. know, we never get what we want from any of these wrestling shows, no matter what. Hey, man, a brother can dream. A brother can dream. Hey, we can all dream. Hey, look, I would love it. Personally, I would love it. But as we will talk about after, you saw, I have a theory about BTE. Well, let's get Bretzky's semifinals. Hangman versus Wardlow. Who wins? Wardlow wins. Whoa, Phoenix versus Wardlow. Because Kenny beats... Kenny loses to Phoenix first. Kenny's whole mission was to get rid of Hangman Page. Kenny costs Hangman the match against the Ward Dog. MJF still not out there. So then Ward Dog goes on to the finals. I like it. Anything with Phoenix involved, I like it. But watch Cesar next week. Phoenix loses the Penta first round. <laughs> I'm a flip jet. I'm a flip jet. I swear to God, I'm are, are, are we, we going to be predicting the winner of the tournament right now or no? No, 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 no. That's not – that's still full gear predictions. That's a while away. Oh, that's, that's right. It's going to happen in full yeah, gear. That's right. That's right. Well, at least, at least we, have it, we have it written down to see. Yeah. I just want to say, in case I forget, um, I just want to see my reasoning behind this, is that MJF hadn't been caring about Wardlow because he wants to focus more on the inner circle. When Wardlow makes it to the finals in my scenario – MJF finally starts caring. I think that maybe this leads to the official breakup of MJF and Wardlow. So we'll but, get to that when we get to a certain promo, and I have a different opinion. Cesar, the promo. show is back to you. All right. So, yeah, we talked about Hey Man, Kenny, book it. And then, um, obviously, well, damn, we're at that point. So um, MJF and the Wardog, who are cleaner – then Kenny, when he was in New Japan, goddamn, these boys came out dressed to impress, as they always do. Still looking better than Tony Khan. Wrote that in my notes. Um, MJF has a big announcement, and he calls out Le Champion. I don't know why I 
wrote Chris Jericho and crew with the jacket. I did not write Inner Circle. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> you wrote uh, more than you had to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, of course, the Inner Circle comes out. The fans sing along. And MJF is promo. Jesus Christ. First of all, Danny and all the fans are off key. I like how Jericho shouted out that uh, Sammy Guevara was holding his jacket and not wearing it. Uh, when Jericho made him made him put it on, uh, MJF said, like a glove, eh? Eh? Sammy, it looks good on you. Um, MJF, on the gold, MJF on the mic is gold. He never, never flubs. He never misses. Uh, even when he was like, I kind of hypothetically want to maybe, you know, should have, could have, would have thinking about joining the inner circle. Uh, even though the lead up to that was like, I kind of want to join the inner child in me and making my dreams come true. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Come on, Maxwell. Come on, Maxwell. Get it together. Get it together. Um, <laughs> the fucking, you know, you're at home watching Animal Planet. I hate Animal Planet. <laughs> <laughs> These two guys, okay, look, I was sports entertained. Like you said, Bretsky, we're saving time for something. I was sports entertained. This was gold. Uh, they ended up going to a steak dinner, even though mentioning that they never had a one-on-one -on -one match, thought maybe it would lead to that. But no, they're going to a steak dinner to figure out if MJ is a good fit for the inner circle. Um, I will get your points on this, and then I will hit you with my hot take future booking. Um, and you guys can dissect it as you will. But uh, Bretsky, what do uh, you have any notes about this extended promo of sports entertainment from, uh, I think, one of the best future talkers in the business, MJF, and one of the greats still going, 30 Years of Jericho? Uh, yeah, I got some notes on this. Uh, Dad Jericho telling Sammy just put on the jacket. It's disrespectful. It's a gift. Um, and it's like a, it's like a fucking 7XL. <laughs> It's like a glove. And Sammy just looks like a pissed little kid. Like when your grandma gets you like knitted, homemade knitted socks for Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, MJF asking to touch Jericho's hair. And he touches Jericho. Like, oh, I got it. And Jericho with the classic. Ah, yeah, he touched it. Oh, we'll cut the shit. You know, so that's yeah. great. Oh, that's right. The shit counters that too. I wrote that down. Shit counters that too. Uh, I can keep it real, homie. Right, proud and powerful. Oh, Bro. my God. <laughs> then he hit the chest. He hit the yeah, he did. I can keep it Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, it killed me. Um, Jericho hates Animal Planet. It's not under the Turner umbrella. Uh, that was great. And so, MJF, MJF saying what we're all thinking. Wow, that was that was so weirdly random and, and oddly specific. But okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, MJF being a Jericho fanboy is a weirdly great character development. And like you wouldn't think it because you always think MJF's like the asshole, asshole snarky dude. Yeah. But him just being a complete fanboy of Jericho makes so much sense because it's also yeah. true from everything that we, everything that's been told about backstage. It's also true, but it makes so much sense and it's such it's weird, so weirdly good. Um, then yeah, MJF and Jericho steak dinner next week. Um, MJF going, Max, stop embarrassing yourself. Oh, gold, gold, gold promo made me laugh the whole time. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think it's a. a Led Dinner, Dubonaire, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I am indeed excited for it. Uh, Mangrio, did you take notes on the promo, sir? 
I did, but you guys said everything already. I, I can't wait to go over the next segment, by the way. Um, this, oh, my God, yes, I know who's next. <laughs> the only different line that I wrote that you guys said was that Sammy did get his jacket. Jericho tells him to put it on, and it's Mangria-sized. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on. Let's move on to the next segment, Cesar. Um, oh, so I have a theory that – Oh, sorry, yeah. This um, this leads to MJF joining, but MJF taking over. Nation of domination. Yes, um, I believe MJF wants to join the inner circle because he said he can't do it by himself anymore, and him and the War Dog aren't enough. And he he realizes that Jericho had the inner circle when he was champion. And he, could, he couldn't become champion just him on himself or him and Ward Dog. I believe, and especially how Ward Dog and Jake are staring each other down every time. Oh, yeah. the and so what I've been saying is Santana and Ortiz and Sammy just can't stand MJF. But Jericho keeps entertaining him. Jericho keeps wanting MJF around, and they don't. And I feel like MJF is such the smooth talker that he can convince his way to turn those three against Jericho. But it's Jericho's decision to let him in. It's all going to be like, hey, Sammy, I thought you and Jericho were the tag team. But now it's him and Jake? Him and Jake are going at it? Oh, oh you know, Xavier Cheese, you guys were getting title shots, and now, and now you're losing the best friends in a parking lot? Where was the rest? It was, a, it was a parking lot brawl. Where was the other three of the guys? Orange Cassidy showed up. Where are the, where are the rest of them? And then, so I feel like MJF and Wardog would be the new Jericho and Jake. And then MJF's going to be like, look, I'm on the winning streak now. Jericho's losing to guys like Orange Cassidy sticking his hands in his pocket. But I'm the one having the title shots. It's not him anymore. It's the new guard, like I keep saying. Not the old other promotion guys. It's us. And I feel like this leads to him kind of taking over nation domination style. Which, you can have Jericho and Jake. He can always be like, those guys have won world championships and other promotions. Those guys are well off. We haven't done shit. And we need to take over AEW. So that's my hot take. That's where I think the future should go. Did you say APPW? I said AEW. Oh, he did say AEW. God damn it, you selfish... Self-conscious. <laughs> Trying to plug your own shit. We're not even at that part of the We all plug it for you, you motherfucker. You know, you know, um what I, I do and I, I guess admire, I don't know if that's the right word, about AEW is that if this was WWE, they'd have uh Mox they'd have Mox versus Jericho for I mean Mox versus MJF for like three pay-per-views three, in a row. Three pay-per-views in a yeah. row. Yeah. Whereas yeah. they only have they one on. match. Yeah, they move all on. out, and then that's it. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I kind of like that. Cesar, is MJF still ranked number one? I haven't checked the rankings because they just pissed me off, and we'll get to that <laughs> in the next match. Um, I will check it tonight and let you know in the chat. You know what? The sad part is he's only had one loss, so I'm assuming he's like one or two. Okay. Well, yeah, because yeah, because the other fuckboy Cody is now the champion again. So yeah, Wait, 
Because when uh, when Nyla when Nyla Rose lost to, to Sheeta, then she went to number one contender. So yeah, it would, it would make sense for for well, like every, still be number yeah, one. Everybody else has multiple losses. Like ZMJF was like nine and zero until he fought Moxley, and then he dropped to one. But he hasn't wrestled in a couple weeks. So sometimes when people don't wrestle, they still fall down the track. Yeah. Because they haven't had a match, and I don't know if he's been on dark or not to keep like his status. So he's. Still I don't think so. I don't think so. So he could be number one, but then again, he could be like two or three. But I don't know who would take his spot because uh, yeah, I don't fucking well, know. Well, it was Archer. <laughs> <laughs> probably Archer probably was number one, but no, Archer just had a title shot, so he could have been number five with a title shot. You never yeah. know. Who knows where Brody's at? Uh, no, no, hey, 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 hey. Oh, sorry. MBL. MBL. Those were who knows number the where the uh un, the un- <laughs> if uh. If you're one of the masses who doesn't know where MBL comes from, definitely go check out, I believe, two hangovers ago, uh, yeah. two tripods ago. Um, the last one that was on Spotify, the Man- Mangria with his his drunken genius who <laughs> coining MBL. MBL. <laughs> drunken brilliance. Hey, kinkies. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, the next match. No, is... no, 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 no. Segment. Segment. I don't remember this. Like, what was the segment? I didn't write this, this down. This is the what? good doctor. It's the How good the doctor. Fuck did you not write this down, Cesar? Dude, I must have fast forward through this. You what? no, no. This is like the best segment of the night. Oh this no, was this the highlight of the night. This I was the highlight of the night. I watched this on YouTube, but I thought they like did this somewhere else. I didn't know this was on. This was right after Jericho. Bretsky, oh. take it. Take, take it away. It. Take it away. All right, so. On commentary, JR is preparing us for, for Tony, Tony's next thing. And I'm thinking, oh, it's got to be with a good doctor. Dr. No, but he said that. I remember him saying that, but I just don't remember watching it. Oh, my and God. all of a sudden, it cuts to Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, getting spa day. And you think it's, oh, it's just, a, it's just her getting interviewed by, Tony, by Tony's Skivone, um, you know, while she's getting in spa. And lo and behold. I always have a spa day, yeah. Lo and behold, the camera zooms over and... Fucking Tony is at least shirtless getting a spa day with the good doctor interviewing her from the spa, from the spa table. Um, and all of a sudden Reba comes over with, and just trips over everything, which is fucking funny. Uh, she puts up the, the, the rules are going back, back to basics, back to, to the rules of being a role model. Rule number five, uh, <laughs> Dr. Reba or DMD, of course, does an undertaker sit up, gets the mask off her face. And apparently, to quote Jr., apparently, uh, you got to be the baddest bitch on the block. Um, apparently, Jr. said that, which I uh, wholeheartedly believe. No, no, um, no. I do remember Jr. saying it earlier in the night because he said, uh, "Yeah, Tony, apparently, uh, you had an interview with Dr. Britt Baker, the baddest bitch." Oh on yeah, the yeah, block. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, that makes more sense. And I was like, "What the fuck did Jr.?" Yeah, because before um, they were commercial about something. Yeah. yeah um, yeah, so, so you got to be the baddest bitch on the block. And all of a sudden, now that their masks off and she's sitting up, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, looks over and says, Oh, my God, Tony, are you naked? And she starts screaming. Her and Reba start screaming. Tony's like, whoa, we're getting a spa day. We're getting a spa day. And then is when the magic starts happening. They cut to Tony. They're, get, they're having a fun day out of the spa. They start waxing Tony's chest. And they all have fun. Reba's like, oh, no, I can't yank. Just yanks it off. Tony's having probably the time of his life. Uh, oh man 
And then Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, the good doctors giving the foot fetishists what they want, showing her foot getting getting a go, showing her getting a close up of her pedicure. Basically, just saying, I'm coming back. The comeback is complete. Everyone has a good comeback, and the comeback is complete next week. So, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, coming back next week. She tells Tony to cover up, throws a towel over his bare legs uh, so he can cover up when he apologizes, and then they send it back to the desk. Holy mother of God. The fact that they had MJF immediately into this was just it was just too much greatness in one moment i couldn't handle it this was this was the segment of the fucking week uh tony at spa with dr Britt baker dmd like bretsky said they're both getting massaged tony hold is laying but he holds the mic to brett's uh to brit's face it's pretty funny um they're both laying down tony's titties are hanging out brit yells for reba she sets up the easel with the note board, rules of being a role model. Uh, Britt screams at Tony, are you naked? And they both, um, Britt Baker and Reba look at each other and go, ah! They look at the camera, cut, 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 cut. It's pretty funny. Uh, Britt has Tony's chest wax like the 40-year-old virgin. Uh, Britt and Reba take turns pulling off the strips of wax on Tony's chest. They get their feet massaged. Brett tells Tony to cover up his junk because his, his junk was like sort of exposed when they were laying back, getting their feet uh, massaged. Uh, Britt Baker is in action next week for her comeback. Britt Baker's comeback is next week. Cesar, I highly recommend you go back and watch this fucking segment. It was incredible. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's just as gold as you two described it. Um, fucking Tony had his meat out. That was fucking hilarious. Is there no HR? Is there no HR? Tony had his meat out with just females. <laughs> but he's at a spa, though. So spa rules, you got to have your meat out. That's true. He's relaxing. It's spa day. Tony was right, man. He had a couple mules. He was thinking about WCW. He had his meat out with some hot women in the room. It was I mean, Tony's it, night. Tony's, Tony's living, living his best night. life. He's living his best life, man. Let, let that man's meat swing. <laughs> with his earring. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget about the fucking earring. Then, like, it was, like I'll see it glimmer. I'm like, oh, god damn it, Tony. All right. All right. So, after after uh, after we had a glimmer. Oh, Mangria down. Mangria down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll read through the notes. We'll probably be back in time. Uh, after uh, Tony's brush of greatness with his meat hanging out, <laughs> we have uh, we got Cody Hearst Helmsley versus Orange Cassidy. For the TNT Championship. Uh, so we get in the ring, we start the match. There's just orange being orange. Uh, the ref keeps trying to point to the ears with the shades. Uh, Cody's trying to get him to do the tie. Cody jumps at him a couple times, and Orange doesn't even uh, Orange doesn't flinch. Man, he's too cool for school. Still too cool for school. Uh, you know, Cody knocks the glasses off. Orange kicks them shits back, and here we go. We're getting orange. We're not getting a slow orange buildup. We're getting a orange out the gate. Always like uh, we got the tie up, a couple tie ups, and then uh, orange pushing Cody back into the ropes. We got a rope back, and the orange just the you know the lazy push, pissing off Cody, getting into mind games, getting a tie up again. Aww, uh, look at Mangria's pussy. It's his name's Weiner. Oh, his man, Mangria's Mangri pussy's named Wiener? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm saying, you have a pussy named Wiener? <laughs> nice. 
Aww. Um, That's adorable. Too adorable. Oh, yeah. Too wholesome for this motherfucking podcast. Too wholesome for this, this, this podcast that we talk about. Uh, Cody, uh, Cody gets Orange behind the back, and, Co- and Orange slips the uh, hands into the pocket, breaks the hold, uh, kick, uh, falls back, kicks Cody, hits the tip up, tip up. I wrote tip up by the juice. <laughs> and then he juice, goes, juice, juice. Wow. <laughs> and then he goes to work with the mad skills uh, and two pin tips early. Uh, Cody with the strength game as he uh, picks Orange up, holds him for the suplex for a while, lets the blood rush to his head, slams him down, and then we go, as JR likes to say, keep the ass from going, Pritcher and Pritcher. Uh, mark your job. We come back, Orange, uh, Orange is being Orange again with the super kicks, and then Cody hits him with a punch. Orange comes back with a real super kick, knocks Cody outside, and a dive to the outside. Odie hits the barricade, and he's laying there. And then for some reason, after like three seconds of laying on the barricade, he puts his leg up on the barricade like he got, almost is getting knocked over, but he's not. But the Dark Order's sitting right there. Then uh, Angria's favorite member on BTE, Silver. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. Jericho like to say, hi-ho, Silver. Silver grabs the title and high host of JR. I actually wrote it JR. High host Silver (laughs) and is running around with the belt. Uh, Orange knocks Silver out, grabs the belt. Uh, Double A is there. Brandy's there. Orange is holding the title. He gives it, I believe, to Brandy. Dark Order is tossed, all of them. Anna J looks pissed. Still hot though. Whew, still hot. Uh, oh no, sorry. He gives the belt to he gives the belt to Double A, uh, and then uh, then he throws Cody back into the ring. Orange uh, goes for the crossbody. Cody picks him up, roll through, and then Orange gets the Orange uh, for the roll through. Orange counters that, hits the Stun Dog Millionaires. Excalibur likes to yell when Orange hits his move. I just wrote Stun Dog Millie. Into the Cody Cutter! As Excalibur then yelled after that. Uh, JR, JR is confused by Darby because he just wants to know why Darby is sitting on the outside of the ring. Uh, hold on. So something about MBL. I can't remember that. JR confused. Oh, no, JR confused Darby for MBL because he said, uh, and then, you know, Mr. Brody Lee just sitting in the crowd. I, I mean, Darby Allen just sitting in the crowd watching this match. Uh, classic JR. Classic JR. Uh, this is where I wrote a star, and I go to the top of the notes where I wrote the star again. Because that's where they showed the little logo that Darby Allen gets a, a match at the winner of All Out. This is where I got mad again, Mangria. Because I was like, how the hell does Darby Allen got a match for the TNT title? This motherfucker's got one win in the last four months. He has a match, he gets injured. He has a match, he gets injured. He has a match, he gets injured. He beat Ricky Starks, and now he's fighting for this fucking title? What kind of fuck shit is this? Uh, oh, I'm mad. Go back to notes. Start back to the notes. <laughs> uh, basement drop kick by Cody. Disaster kick by Cody. Kick out. And Cody starts working that leg. Uh, that's where part where he pulls him out to the outside. Hits him with the... Uh, 
hits him with the uh, the steel ring post, which Jr. called the hardest part of the ring. The actual know. hardest part of the ring. The actual <laughs> hardest part of the ring. Which, uh, and then Cody gets him back in the ring, starts doing push-ups. So Cody being a little bit heelish, letting the pride get to him, works the leg a little bit more. Then he starts giving him donkey punches to the back of the head. I refuse to call that thing anything else but donkey punches. That's just <laughs> uh, reverse suplex off the top, which they care to mention that Orange Cassidy landed on his leg, which Cody's been working all night. And uh, Orange pulls Cody into the post. And Cassidy hits the DDT and the two count. The Mickey Nochu driver, somebody mentions that Mickey Nochu is uh, smiling somewhere. Then the, the figure four with the rollover, then the rollback, then the rollover, then the rollback, then the roll all the way to the rope, and then the bitch break on the apron. Uh, said you, Terman. What the fuck? What does this mean? Five seconds. Is that how much was, time was remaining? Oh, yeah, yeah, some fuck shit. No, well, that's later, but I th- he said something like 30 seconds, I believe. Then we got a double clothesline. Cassidy gets pissed. Uh, he's all hopped up. Then we got a, a crossroads into a swinging DDT. He set it for the crossroads. Orange hit it to the swinging DDT. It's the breach break number two with five seconds left. He goes, and then he goes for the pin. He rolls it up. It's like one, two. Matches over. This is, I wrote, bruh, this is the shit ending count. Number two, they found the longest way to make sure that Cody did not lose this title after giving it back. You have no clear clue who's the winner, but now they're having a match in two weeks. Honestly, I think they should have a triple threat at fucking uh, full gear since Darby gets a fucking title shot out of nowhere for winning nothing. Uh, I literally wrote, this is some Cody fuck shit so he can still have the belt at the anniversary show. He walks in and out as champion, which is the look uh, for Cody Jarrett to always be strong. He had the blonde hair back. What's the point of wearing the brown hair? Now, if they were going to do that, I will say I like the fact that if he wants to darken up the hair for guys like Brody or Archer because they're really pissing him off genuinely and he feels like the darker is some more natural evil hair versus like soup Cody with the blonde hair and he's easygoing but angry ass I'm gonna kill you Cody is some fucking dark hair shit that's fine look that's that motherfucker's hair if he wants to keep bleaching it that's on him um but that is where I wrote the shit ending count is at two I did not like the draw um I guarantee you I mean I I get it because you want to make orange not take another loss but you don't want to make Cody not take a loss. And I still don't know how the fuck Darby Allen got a title shot. Um, Mangria, let us know what you wrote down on the paper and what do you think about the ending of this match? TNT title matchup that was set up from last week. Orange Cassidy versus Cody with the blonde hair. He comes out with Brandy, Jarrett. And Arn, the Waffle House menu returns. Returns, baby. Uh, Darby Allen is in the stands. Oh, by the way, Cesar, Cody's the prince of pro wrestling. I don't know if you caught that bullshit. I, uh, you know, I don't care what they say about Cody. <laughs> Orange Cassidy, very sloth-like in the beginning. He gets shoved, but it's on because his glasses fell off. Uh, and Cody 
touted during the week he's going to make Orange Cassidy do something he's never done before and collar and elbow lock up. Uh, Orange Cassidy shoves Cody, but you know, Orange Cassidy, he just has the finger, fingertips like, like this. Very Orange Cassidy like. Uh, skinny Orange Cassidy made Cody look fucking jacked. Cody looked like the Incredible Hulk uh, compared to Orange Cassidy during this matchup. The commercial well, picture. Remember, picture. remember, he put on 12 pounds of muscle to fight Bernie Lee last week. That's right. They kept uh, mentioning that on commentary. Uh, the commercial picture-in-picture, picture, Cody fucking hip-tosses Orange Cassidy out of the ring. Uh, Orange Cassidy gets his sweet chin chin music, but he pays for it, trying to do his gimmick. Uh, Orange Cassidy then hits a real super kick. Uh, Cody outside of the ring. Orange Cassidy dives at him. The Dark Order tries to screw with Cody. And uh, Bresky, I'll give Bresky all the credit. He says, John Silver is Mr. BTE. Gets the TNT title, tries to get Cody. Orange Cassidy grabs the belt away. The ref throws Dark Order out. You, 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 get out of here. And they all got thrown out. Uh, John Silver overreacts, which was my favorite part of the whole match, John Silver overreacting. Uh, Orange Cassidy with the stun dog millionaire. Uh, Cody hits the Cody cutter. Uh, JR says, Mr. Darby Allen instead of MBL. Uh, Darby Allen will challenge for the TNT title at full gear, question mark. That's where uh, me and Cesar are seeing eye to eye. Like, what the fuck? Uh, Cody with the disaster king. Cody does push-ups. Arn sees this and shits his depends because he doesn't like it when Cody shows off. Cody top rope reverse suplex. Orange Cassidy then hits a, that diving DDT. I love that move. And then uh, Cesar, like you said, the Michinoko driver. Cody with the figure four. Orange Cassidy keeps reversing the pressure. Orange Cassidy with the beach break onto the apron. Orange Cassidy beak, beak break. Beach break in the ring. Time is running out. With one second remaining, Orange Cassidy had Cody pinned, but the time ran out. It's a draw. Bretzky is taking a break to beat off to this point of the matchup. Bretsky, what did you think? Well, personally, one second. I'll be. Right. I just gotta turn the light off real quick for my uh, my bike. Right. My roommate's going to bed. Well, Caesar, Caesar, I know you said you didn't like that it ended in a draw because of the Cody fuck shit. Yeah. I gotta be honest. With it ending in a draw, it kind of protected both of them. Like I know we we don't really like Cody and his he's putting himself over all the time. Yeah. But yeah. I would rather see a draw than Cody pinning Orange Cassidy. I didn't want Orange Cassidy to lose. He put up a hell of a fight, and I think by this ending in a draw, it protected Orange Cassidy. I know it was a fuck shit ending, the oh, number no. two on the count, but I, I kind of liked the ending in a draw because it, it protected Orange Cassidy because I don't know why Cody turned his hair blonde again, but Cody is going to put himself over at all costs. But those are my two cents on the match. Yeah. I would have actually liked to see Orange Cassidy win, personally. It would have been nice. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been mad that Cody got his vengeance against Brody. Well, I, I would have been mad. Fuck y'all. I was mad because fucking Brody deserved a longer title run than that. Yeah. Just because it took you five weeks to film your TV show. But I would have. I would have liked for Orange to get the win. But I'll go into that afterwards. Uh, 
Mr. 99, finally than Cameron Grimes, break down the TNT Championship match for us, sir. Hey, I appreciate the compliment, but no one is finer than fine Cameron Grimes. Um, hey, Bresky, what the hell, man? You don't have your background. Uh, no, I turned the lights off. My, uh, my roommate's going to bed, so. No, I, uh, I mean, you remember, you the remember last week? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry. Don't you don't don't you worry. Uh, you know, gonna keep filibustering, keep filibustering. But uh, yourself in. How about that airline food? <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh boy. Here it is. There it is. <laughs> oh boy. Yes. So look at that, Caesar. Look at that man right there. Um, I'm about to get a storm background. <laughs> I could. Um, no, so my first note. Oh, I get it now. They cut every other entrance so they could fit Cody's. Makes sense. Uh, then, oh, fuck right off. The bleached hair is back. Darby Allen looking like a 90s kid cosplaying Sting at a wrestling show. Um, Bleacher Report Wrestling put out a, a fucking post, like a side-by-side of Darby and Sting. And I'm like, fuck off. That's, I know they were trying to go for that, but it, don't compare Darby Allen to Sting. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Uh, Kaz, Orange making the collar and elbow turn into the pockets was great. Dark Order fuck shit is fuck shit. Uh, this was uh, fuck shit certified. I, the U.S. touched on all the stuff in the match. I don't touch on it, but um, <laughs> the silver stuff was great because, of course, it was Mr. BTE. Um, the fact they were able to get the ending as perfectly as they did, I give them props because that's tough. That stuff we've seen in the past that people fuck that up in WWE all the time when it comes to the, the countdown clocks and all that. Um, but my, I wrote, let me get this straight. Jericho beat Cody. Cassidy beat Jericho twice. And Cassidy can't beat MBL and can only draw with Cody. Cassidy is losing championship credibility if he had it at all anyway. Still a cool way to end. Other ref is about to count three. My point still stands. Um I, I still don't know why Darby's getting a title shot. Like you guys said, that makes no sense. A lot of this makes no sense. I think that it would have been great if it's the anniversary show, like I mentioned last week, to have a change that changing of the guards where it's oh, it's not just the old heads anymore. It's, it's someone like Orange, or as, you know, as as Joan Cornette lovingly calls them, pockets. You know, it's a yeah. you know, whether or not you whether or not you're a fan of because you're either a fan of Orange Cassidy or you're not. You're not, but. I think that something like that shows that it's like, okay, whether or not you like Orange Cassidy, we're gonna give you can give him a short title run because that's someone who doesn't need a championship. He's just mm-hmm. a fun act who can go 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 with people. But um, give him the championship for like a couple of weeks and then let see, let we'll something happen. Yeah. Um, but it's it, I think that if if you have Cody drop it to someone like an Orange Cassidy, that is a changing of the guard on your anniversary show. Of saying we're not having these old heads anymore. Yeah. Uh, we're having stuff like this. We're having new stuff. We're having stuff that you would never see in WWE. You're having stuff that you only see like if you went to like your local flea market. You know, this is stuff that you could see it on. You could see it on national TV. It's great. They really fucked up. I don't know why Darby's getting a title shot. I hope Darby doesn't win. You know, it's going to be a good match because Darby and Cody have had great matches before. But right, but Darby's is... never won. Exactly. No, I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And you know, it's going to be good. But you know Darby's not going to win. If Darby wins, it's bullshit. Then at least a triple threat, whatever, who cares? But I, th- I truly think that Cody should have lost. Whether it's the Orange Cassidy or to anyone else, whoever was he was facing on the anniversary show, he should have lost. Yeah. Um, so I, when I watched The Hangover, I saw the, the homework was what would you hope they do more that they haven't done in a while? This was my um, 
I feel like this is one of those things that they haven't done in a while. I want a title change on a fucking TV show. I don't want a pay-per-view. I don't want, I would like a big match on TV and I want a title change. Like, think about every time you've seen a title change on a Raw or a SmackDown. Like, how hard did you pop when Eddie beat Brock for that on SmackDown? Didn't lead to a pay-per-view. It was on a SmackDown. It was on a fucking regular... No, Eddie, Eddie beat Brock at No Way Out in San Francisco. Beat him on SmackDown. No, he beat him at No Way yeah, Out. Yeah, there was No Way Out. There was No Way Out? But yeah, uh, I'm thinking of something else on SmackDown. But, like, how many, how many times would you pop if you saw... If you just saw Orange Cassidy win this title Wednesday... Instead of all gear. Instead of getting something you had to pay for. But, all right, it's the anniversary show. Like, no champion really lost. Like, what's the point of having these matches? Like, when you keep having these matches on NXT or Raw or Smack, you know, whatever. Like, you know, Roman Reigns was brawn tonight. Roman ain't dropping that title on the show. But that would be great, though. If you want to make some waves, like, like, oh, shit. Like, they mention it every time it does happen. Like, those been... 18 damn years since the champion's been lost on a Raw. Like, they mention shit like that. And because it's true, like, they wait to have these big blow-off matches on pay-per-views, but you can have a big blow-off match on a TV show as well. I guarantee you it'll give you ratings or it'll pop Twitter, and they will fucking spaz about, yo, I can't believe they fucking changed titles like this out of nowhere. It wasn't like a big, like, you know, third match blow-off. It, you know, happened right. maybe in the second match. You know the Which last time good. they did that on AEW was the Jericho Cruz when uh, no Omega... Cody. I mean, before you know, you're talking about before Cody because Cody won it on TV last year. Yeah, Cody won on TNT, but like we know Cody was gonna win because it's fucking yeah. Cody. But I want like a great match between two guys where you kind of don't think like. I mean, like a Lance Archer type person who like is kind of unknown gets his title shot not at full gear but gets it on. Dynamite could have been a big pop. Yeah. But I mean, we'll get to that. But like, you know, that would have been a better pop. Or, you know, the tag titles changing hands. It's not at a pay per view, but on fucking Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you need these things if you're really going to build a company. Like, you need something on Dynamite, not making people pay $60 for these pay per views. And then that's when you do your title changes. Right. And like the way I look at it, also like like it generates interest and generates viewership because like yeah. like back when the last two that I can remember from WWE are Brock beating Kofi, yeah. and Ziggler beating Rollins for the IC title. And yeah. when Ziggler beat Rollins, that was of course it was open challenge. But like I had gone into that like when I was watching, I'm like I'll watch the like I was watching them because I knew they'd be good matches. But up until when Ziggler won it, I was like, oh yeah, of course he's not going to lose on a pay per view. Then when Ziggler won it, I tuned into Raw for the next, like, two weeks to two see weeks. what would happen. Yeah. And then, of course, they continued the story. They stopped the Open Challenge, and it went to SummerSlam and Dean Ambrose return and all that. But yeah. that it generated my interest enough to where I actually made it a concerted, a concerted effort to watch Raw. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's, a, that's a big ask, <laughs> to yeah. watch Raw. So, you know it's going to be two and a half hours of garbage. Right. You're really only watching for one segment. Yeah. Right. And, like, if, 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 you're, if you're running it, and you, you have to keep people interested, like – where you know like if you see the card going forward like if you're like hmm i only have x amount of free time in my night and it's time for nxt or time for dynamite and i see this title match on the card well i know the champ's not going to lose on tv so i'll i'll just wait for the pay-per-view or i won't watch this week but if i know there's even an inkling that a title could change hands and there's a title match i'm gonna watch i'm gonna spend my free time watching your product so you got a that's why the debut episode of SmackDown on Fox got 4 million viewers 
because yeah. fucking Kofi versus Brock, everyone's like, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what's going to happen. And we yeah. all got fucking screwed. Kofi right. got screwed big time, but then they gave us Kane Velasquez. Mm-hmm. That was kind of bullshit, but yeah, I see where you're coming. Well, that from. was that was even big at the time as well, because Kane Velasquez. I was excited to see him at first, because if you know yeah. the history of it, like, even stuff like that. Like WWE does that a lot with the surprises, but but like yeah. in terms of title changes, you gotta be able to like, because we all thought like, oh, there's actually a chance that Kofi beats Brock. Brock, yeah, because I mean, like the last time was that NXT thing, Beast in the East. And Brock destroyed Kofi, but now you're like, oh, this is years later, and Kofi's the champ. They're not going to disrespect him with a squash. At least Kofi will put up a fight or something. And then, yeah, they gave us that fuck shit. But you are but you tuned in because you're like, no way he's going to fucking lose the title on a fucking SmackDown in the right. first one that they moved to Fox. But, of course, they did. And then you tune in after that, you're just like, oh, yeah. what's, what, what's, what's going to happen? Like, what's Brock going to do? Dude, and then yeah. Brock, Brock quit SmackDown. So you're like, oh, what's going to happen? Should I tune into Raw? I'm going to tune Raw and see what happens. Is Brock going to show up? What's going to happen on SmackDown? I'm going to stay on SmackDown as well. Like, it, it, it's viewership. And that's what you ultimately want. I just realized we haven't went over the Sheeta match yet. <laughs> yeah, it's coming up next. Swole oh, versus Sheeta. No, uh, first things. First things first. Sammy Guevara um, does oh, a whole yeah. thing with Matt Hardy. Oh, there was a Matt uh, Hardy, yeah, there was a Matt Hardy uh, promo. And uh, so he's talking about how he's there with his family. He enjoys being back. He's getting ready to be cleared so he can go back to entering wrestling. Then you see a promo package come up on a big screen. It's a guy burning pictures of Matt Hardy. And then it's Sammy Guevara talking about, uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's always me, Matt. It's always me. Um, I kind of tie this into my MJF theory, how MJF gets in, because I don't think Sammy will ever beat Matt. Um, MJF will maybe complain to Jericho backstage, like, like, this is your number two? Like, he can't even beat this old guard. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, this is why you need to let me in. Uh, so, you know, that, like if I said this here or there, that's a discussion for the chat. Um, what did you guys think of this promo by Sammy, still threatening Matt, that every time he comes back, he puts him on the shelf? Uh, uh, Bretsky, we'll start with you. What did you think about this uh, vignette here? Vignette I, would, I, I didn't like it because I don't like that they're keeping Sammy with Matt because it's gone on for so long and nothing ever ends well. So yeah. I don't like they're doing it. I would have much rather seen someone like a Ricky Starks or Ooh, yeah. something like that where it's a young guy, a young heel. Like if it's someone like, let's say it's Ricky Starks, for example, that's the first one that came to my mind. Tricky Starks, and he goes, listen, you're an old motherfucker. You know, you're staying here with your family. I don't give a shit about your family. You know, like that old classic line. Uh, the Brock Lesnar to Heath Slater, I don't give a shit about your kids kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, there just should be room for me. Like, I shouldn't be relegated to fighting someone like Darby Allen. It should be it should be me on the big spotlight, and you're taking the spotlight, you old guys, that kind of thing. It could lead to, like, him and Cage versus Hardy and Darby, and then it can lead to just – you know, all that kind of thing. So I think that you, if Matt Hardy's purpose at this point is to basically be the veteran presence and to put other guys over, you got to move on from Sammy because Sammy's over. Sammy's already over as it is. And they obviously there's still more work to do, but I would, you know, someone like, you know, like Ricky Stark, some like a, you could bring in a guy, you know, someone like a Pac when he gets back, someone like uh, an Eddie Kingston, even though he did stuff later on in the night, you know, someone like an Eddie Kingston. Great. This, you're right. This has been great for Pac if he came back. This would have been so good. They, they, you, it, nothing ever ends well. I don't know why they're keeping Sammy with him. Nothing ever ends well. I, you gotta, if they use someone else, like, you know, and anyone else, say, I, any other young heel, that would have been great. But 
I, I just I don't get why you keep Sammy with him. Ingrid, thoughts? Every time Sammy and Matt face each other, it's bad. It's bad news. Fucking Matt Hardy, he needs to move on, just like Bretsky said. There's so many other dudes they could have used. They could have even had, like, a teaser. They, they didn't have to show the dude in the, in the fucking hoodie. They could have just had the guy in the hoodie lighting pictures on fire and be like, oh, I wonder who that was, and then move on to next week, yeah. building up intrigue, you know, people – you know, guessing who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Uh, I don't. I don't like Sammy versus Matt. They're gonna kill each other, or Sammy's gonna kill Matt. They need to move on from this. They said they were gonna move on from this. Matt said the feud between me and Sammy is over. You know, they they told us that, and they're still continuing it. I guess Matt is just determined to put over Sammy. I guess I, I don't know. I don't like it. Not a fan. Right, was the was the tag team thing next, or was it? No, it was uh, the AEW stealing Mangria's gimmick. Was <laughs> oh, the, yeah, 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 tag team thing. So they were picking names, uh, stealing Mangria's gimmick for the uh, a four-way tag team thing to get to challenge the, the Revival next. They picked uh, Private Party, the Bucks. I forget the other two. Silver and Reynolds. Silver and Reynolds. Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, because Silver was super stoked to be in this thing. Uh, so they mentioned all four, you know, fuck shit happened. Everybody got pissed. And what happens at the end when the heels and the faces kind of phase off? The Bucks become heels again and super kick Private Party. Great sales, by the way. Yeah. Party, I will say. Great sales, by the way. Um, and then they stare down the revival like it's supposed to be a thing. And this, this is at uh, All Gear, correct? Winner gets to fight it all year? I think so. I think they fight it all year. Whoever wins moves on to fight. And, you know, could this be the most obvious outcome of all time? (laughs) Like like I said, every time there's a tournament. um, But, yeah, we don't know because the announcers kept saying that, you know, you can't count Private Party out because they're the ones who beat the Bucks for the initial tournament for the tag team title. So you can't count Private Party out. And then, of course, the Bucks super kick Private Party, I guess, never forgetting. and then, yeah, we probably get a little bit of commercial. And then we get to uh, everyone's wait, favorite. Wait, 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 Cesar. I think they are trying desperately to make up for All Out. All Out had so much negativity about it. I think that they're trying to make full gear just a notch above anything they've ever done. So that's yeah. why all this shit is predictable. Hangman versus Omega, Bucks versus FTR. They're going to try and blow us out of the water with fucking full gear because of how shitty uh, All Out was, I was think. Right. I, I, I get it. I get it. And then Darby and Cody possibly or yeah. even Orange. Um, but we still don't know who Sheet is fighting or who Mox would be fighting. Um, so the next, we got Swole versus Sheeta. Oh, God. <laughs> Save him angry for last on this one. Oh, uh, we had a feel out in the beginning and then a, a shoulder tackle by Swole. Then she gets the headlocks in. They trade roll ups. Swole with the hip tosses. Sheeta missed the kip up. Watch by Sheeta. Swole on the outside. Sheeta knee strike. Uh, Swole. Oh, Swole pushes Sheeta into the camera. And then we go into picture and picture. Uh, she is in control. 
during the commercial. Swole is picking up steam when we come back. And then Swole botches the uh, the rollover on the top rope. Uh, but hits, uh, hits a cutter, a uh, springboard cutter to the outside. And then hits a cutter to come back into the ring. Uh, Swole hits a headbutt. And then a knee by Sheeta, a straight jacket German with Swole's knees. With Swole is not, her shoulders are not on the mat, mentioned by JR. Aubrey still counts the two. So that's Swole, Sheeta, and Arby all with botches in the same match. Uh, then we get a donkey knee into a falcon arrow, a kick out by school. She's the dirty dancing finally, which leads to a rope break. Um, and then two knee strikes, and then the running knee strike at the end. That's it. One, two, three. Sheeta. Don't know whether this match with the title on the line was really necessary. I know Sheeta wasn't going to lose it. Uh, this was. Uh, it was a botch fest. At least all three ladies in the ring had one. Um, so I guess you can call it a botch fest. Uh, Bretzky, what did you take notes about this women's title match that was on AEW? Who oh boy. Um, the first thing I'll say, I'll say only a couple of things. First thing I'll say is I saw a great comment on uh, AEW's Instagram uh, that swole. No, this is a real one. This is a real good comment. Uh that swole, uh, if you're going to come out and do that shit at the beginning, you should at least be swole if you're going to call yourself swole. <laughs> <laughs> Just pop, it pop me. I give that a like. Um, and, and then, of course, all due respect to Big Swole, uh, you know, ex-military, but it's pretty funny. Um, as I always said, as I, you know I've said, you can go back to all the old uh, Tripod episodes. Yeah. Big Swole ain't a fucking name. Yeah. Get your name, whatever your name is. Even if your name is, you know, Becky Smith, you know, Becky Big Swole Big Smith. Big Swole Smith, yeah. It makes it better. Big Swole itself is not a name. No one's going to come in and be like, hmm, what's your name? Oh, I bet it says on your government issued ID, Big Swole. So, or, or Swole, comma, Big. So, you know, yeah. it, um, so, uh, this wasn't as bad as, as Thunder Rosa versus Sheeta, but. Um, I, I find it funny and, and by the, and as much as we joke about it, I really hate Nyla Rose. Like, I don't think she's good. Um, but it's funny that she does best matches have been with Nyla and Nyla's probably the weakest link in their division. Yeah. Um, but ever since she won and she was great, great up until then. Yeah. Like that fatal four way they had, or is her the good doctor, Chris so, Statlander, and Ni- and Nyla on the January like WWE first one? Ambrose. Yeah, the build up is so great, but the championship yeah. run is fucking stagnant. Yeah. It's it hasn't been good uh, ever since she won it. Um, I feel bad. Of course, commentary is always the one thing I noticed with AEW a lot is that their commentary and their actual in ring is not on in sync. Well, like you said, Jr. said that their shoulders are off the mat. Then Aubrey counts anyway. That's something they need to work on. Obviously, as your your own young company, it's something you can work on. But like, commentary, don't if you're Tony Khan, like you're to say, hey, don't mention it because we're gonna count it anyway or something like that. Because mm-hmm. they're very this happens quite often with AW, uh, all all and WWE, but AW a lot more. Um, I I understand why all titles are online. It's a big headline, but. 
Um, yeah, this is the women's division has not been looking good. One of them is a gamer girl, and one of the, and the rest is just botch and bad matches. I allocate my rest of my time to the gentleman who is seething uh, to at least for me to my right. The gentleman who is seething to my right, um, Mr. Fueled. So take it away, sir. Big Swole, <clears throat> yeah. who lost to Desniz in the Queen of the Ring tournament, all due respect, <laughs> uh, versus Hikaru Shida, worst music in the business, for the AEW Women's Championship. Shida gets the upper hand outside of the ring, makes the mistake of celebrating too early, and Swole makes her pay for it, shoving her into the cameraman before the commercial break. During the commercial break, surprise, okay. Ah. With Big Swole over the barricade, Sheeta struggles greatly to suplex Swole over the barricade, eventually hitting the shittiest suplex I've ever seen in my entire life. She then tells Ref to count out Swole, very cowardly. Back in ring, Sheeta hits the worst Samoan drop ever. By this point, I'm praying for Big Swole to win. Swole hits a cutter to the outside, then the inside. Swole had the most offense during this match. Sheeta is the worst. I don't know. I really don't know if it was a communication problem, but this was the worst female match I've ever seen in AEW. I'm going to say it right now. Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa was better than this. Well, of course it was. Oh, excuse me. Of course it was, because Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa is um, uh, a technical a classic. classic. It's a classic. Should be in archives forever. I I agree. You know, if if you're a prospective wrestler, then you're gonna want to watch Thunder Rosa versus Sheeta. So check your mansplaining privilege, Mister Fuel. Uh, after two shining wizards, Sheeta retains. Fuck off, Sheeta. Swole deserved to win. You know, I wish my phone had a breathalyzer on it because right after I saw that match, I wrote an essay of hate to Andy with an I. Me and Andy were messaging back and forth about how fucking shitty this match was. Uh, Sheeta, just like Riho, I didn't believe in Riho. I'm glad she's gone. Sheeta does have good matches with uh, Nyla Rose. I'll give her that. Other than that, Hikaru Sheeta, I don't like her at all. She's – I almost had an aneurysm after this match of how bad it was. I, I spewed Venom all over Twitter. I'm pretty sure – I ben saw. Gretzky saw. Oh, I didn't see. I, <laughs> I, um, I got an email because I get the email updates from Twitter like, oh, your followers are saying – you people you're following are saying this. And I hadn't watched anything yet. <laughs> I, see, I see Mangria Fueled just tweeted. That right, was are you the same? Is it Mangria underscore Fueled on, on Twitter? Um, yeah, you're, yeah. I don't think there's yeah. an under, underscore, but I, I was see, I so see Mangria spewing livid. Venom in my inbox. I was like, oh my god, this is going to be great to watch. I was so livid. Oh, I yes. think this is the most angry I've ever been. At AEW, I I I've been angry at WWE, but this was the worst motherfucking match I've ever seen in my life. 
You got the update. You just, just got, got a notification. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. This is this was an abortion oh, of a man. Hikaru Shida. I was expecting the hate, Bretsky. I wanted the marks to come at me. I was oh, Andy, so ready. Andy was, Andy was I'm about to follow Andy. Too. I was so ready to take on all the marks. That was the shittiest women's match I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen Alicia Fox wrestle. That was the shittiest <laughs> fucking women's title match I've ever seen in my life. Big Swole should have won. Big Swole, Big Swole is more talented. She, she, she had the most offense during this match. She had the majority of the Hikaru Shida, Shida, yeah, it's Hikaru Shida, hit two shining wizards. She wanted the ref to count out Big Swole. This cowardly bitch couldn't take it to Big Swole. Big Swole, just coming off the victory of Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, should have won this matchup. It would have got people talking on the anniversary show. Cesar, you said none of the titles changed hands. This should have been the match where a yep. title changed hands. Swole had the offense. Swole has the charisma. Swole can speak English. This match was bullshit. So <laughs> fucking all hell, Big Swole. Hikaru Shida, go fuck yourself, you piece of garbage. On um, to take a lighter note, I um, we were talking about Twitter, so I gave uh, Cesar a follow, and I'm just I'm scrolling through this, and I yeah, this is the last tweet is from from this year, but everything else from 2017. Holy shit, this is the gold. This Twitter right here, my man Cesar on Twitter, gold. That women's title don't fit around all that ass. Laugh emoji. Did my man Moro Ronaldo make a Sheether reference on SmackDown Live? Hashtag baller of all callers. <laughs> Legend. Oh, bro, I, was on, I was on some shit when I was on Twitter. <laughs> I got off for a while. I got to start tweeting. I got to start tweeting while watching uh, pay-per-views again. Uh, yeah, I was on some shit when I was on Twitter, bro. I forgot I was, Moro was on SmackDown. Holy shit. Yeah, he was that on was SmackDown. Good. It was him, JBL, I, no tonga. Because uh, somebody went to the top rope, and literally I, re I remember that tweet. Baro was like, he's all the way up like Fat Joe. And, <laughs> and I was like, yo, what the fuck is Baro talking about? Baro used to have me lit, bro. But yeah, he did say somebody was colder than a sheather. I was like, this motherfucker had a sheather reference on a fucking SmackDown back in the day. Oh. Yes, go, go, give, go give Cesar a follow on Twitter. Give Mangria a follow on Twitter. But oh, I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back on Twitter just for the, the AEW Mitch's. Just a tweet during pay-per-views. If I could give oh. this a pretzel rating, it would be a negative rotten sniz. Whoa, negative. Wait, so, wait a minute. I have a question. If it's a negative rotten sniz, wouldn't the negative oh. cancel out the rotten so it's a good sniz? No, double. Just Go bad. rotten corpse, negative sniz. Walking dead sniz? It was hey, a walker keep, keep sniz. That, keep that away from Jake. Jake's a necrophiliac yeah, now. I couldn't believe it, guys. This was just awful. And then JR struggling, struggling to get the strength to say, well, it was a hell of a match, guys. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Bro, bro, J I need drunk JR because he calls it like a TI is. Yep. And uh, he fucking – oh, by the way, if you guys don't follow OJ Simpson since that one podcast, I was following OJ oh, Simpson my God. on Twitter for the jump. But when, I remember Zanka mentioned it. 
in fucking like a podcast on like, Twitter. Yeah, dude. OJ on Twitter is great. OJ on Twitter is great. You gotta <laughs> look. It's a hey, hey, It's the real OJ thirty two. Right. You have to follow him on Twitter. Uh, it's it's so bad. I don't want to watch it for two weeks just so I can watch like six in a row. Like it's like almost a YouTube spiral just watching OJ. No, here it is. Yeah. Fuck, he's got nine hundred thousand followers. Bro, people follow OJ on Twitter. It's so cool. All right, back to the oh, show. Man. I have a question. Um, yeah. What do you guys think is worse, the Divas Championship or the AEW Women's Title? AEW Women's Title. AEW Women's Title. Yeah, it at looks least, like it. At least the Divas Title looks like an actual something that hey, looks like they actually spent yeah. money on it. Yeah. <laughs> this looks like a toy you find like at Walmart, where it's like it's not the WWE title, but it's like yeah, it, some this other looks off like a brand big title you would use in backyard wrestling. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. All right, we are up to the main event. Of AEW, with his uh male Shotsky with his balls helmet, male, male, male yeah, Shotsky. that's right. <laughs> oh, actually, I wrote down male Shotsky Steve Austin because he threw that guy through some glass. <laughs> it's male Shotsky Steve Austin versus Mock, who was spitting water everywhere in that hallway. Motherfucker, it's COVID, and you're just spitting water in a random hallway before you come out <laughs> to wrestle. Uh, anyway. What the fuck is this? Oh, oh, and wait, did why did Mel Shotsky get new music? I know I liked his old music. I liked everybody. Though. There we go. You got Mouse new music? Person. I didn't notice yeah. that. No, I didn't. It didn't start with everybody. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I loved that. Yeah, that was really I, good. I, I thought it was good. Here we go with Battle Scars again. Fucking <laughs> oh, Battle Scars. This is our Battle Scars. Drink. Drink. <laughs> I'm out of sauce. I'm out of drinks in the other room. I'm out. Of, I'm drink. I'm, we're not doing tags here, but I drank this bottle. Oh no! Oh my god! It was only a third left. <laughs> so, so, so we're playing. Uh, we're playing uh, WWE 2K <laughs> because he starts off with the paradigm shift. Starts off with the finisher to start the match in a, in a two count. Uh, so paradigm shift to start. Right to the outside. Uh, Mox eats some guardrail. We get back in the ring. Uh, Mox throws Archer back out. Then Mox with a dive to the outside of the ring. Then we're back in the ring again. Archer eats the clothesline and the shots to the face like they're nothing. Uh, then he hits a he hits what I call a pounce because Mox goes through the ropes. Archer goes through the ropes, hits him with a pounce. And then a cannonball onto the Mox. Challenger sets up two tables outside, taking his sweet ass time during the pitcher and pitcher barbecue show. Archer looking for Archer getting in the back. Mox gets away. Oh, Archer looking for uh, was it the blackout? The uh, clothesline, right? It's called the blackout, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, through the tables, Mox gets away, catches a boot. Archer tries to choke slam on the apron. Mox fights it off, climbs up to the top rope, and Archer beats him back down. Mox, oh god! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they get back in the ring. Mox ducks the pounce, then it's Archer with the it's Mox with the German close up. Then he then he goes outside. 
grabs some chairs. I think it was about three or four chairs. Archer eats a chair to the face, had some A1 sauce on that shit. <laughs> Mox gets back in the ring. Archer gets out of the DVD, turns it into a choke slam through with Mox through two chairs. Archer went for the Bailey chair shot shit uh, when he has his neck in the chair. And Mox turns it into an ankle lock while wearing the chair for a second. He gets to the ropes. It's a no-DQ match. So old-ass Jake with the half ball of water pulls him outside. Now Mox eats a trash can going for a dive. Archer beats him with the trash can inside of the ring. We go to the apron again. It's a nut shot into the paradigm shift and the two tables on the outside. Oh, by the way, Eddie Kingston was in commentary with LAX. Uh, or the Lucha Bros this whole time. Sorry, I didn't mention that. Into the tables on the outside. Throws him back in the ring for a two count. Goes straight into the bulldog choke. Archer now with the DDT. Hits the choke slam. Throws him into the corner. He hits the blackout. And at the two count, Mox turns it into a roll-up. The most devastating move in all entertainment. The, uh, the shit-ending... I wrote fuck out of here. The shit in the counter. Just hit three. You had all that work just for it to end in a roll-up. No real finisher put somebody away. A roll-up. And then, as always, Eddie Kingston, while Archer's beating the shit out of Mox, Eddie Kingston comes into the ring, talks about how good of a wrestler Mox is. He's talked about it throughout the match, how Mox is supposed to take him with him to the land of entertainers and get paid. Says he loves him, hugs him, and then beats the shit out of him. Puts him to sleep. Night-night, keep your butthole tight. Uh, that's how we go off the end of the air. Eddie Kingston choking out the champ after the champ wins with a fucking roll-up. Uh, Mangria, you look like you want to spit some shit. I started with Bretsky last time. I got to start with you. What do you think about the main event? Well, here we go. Tip typical murder hawk throws a crew member through a glass... Uh, the stone cold like entrance sheet, uh, like you said, Cesar, he stole Shotzi's helmet. He looks like a special needs kid. Uh, we get to the no DQ AEW championship match main event Mox versus Murder Hawk. Mox hits paradigm shift right out the gate immediately. Murder Hawk kicks out, uh, like you said, Cesar. Eddie Kingston's on commentary, Murder Hawk showing his strength. He then does a cannonball senton off of the apron onto apron, apron. <laughs> onto Mox on the outside. Commercial picture in picture. Murderhawk gets the table out, two tables. Jake the snake looks concerned. Mox flipping the bird, catches a boot to the face. The disrespect. Do not trade blows with Murderhawk. Uh, Murderhawk clobbers Mox. Mox throws chairs into the ring, throws chairs in the Murderhawk's face. Murderhawk chokeslams Mox through two chairs. Mox applies leg lock to Murderhawk. No rope break, so Jake the Snake, all his Parkinson's, helps him out of the ring. Mox gets nailed with a trash can trying to suicide dive onto Murderhawk. Murderhawk and Mox are on the apron by the two tables. Murderhawk trying to do the paradigm shift. Uh, Mox under the tables, but Mox hits him right in the nards. 
and then Paradigm shifts his big ass through the two tables off of the apron. Mox Paradigm shifts again in the ring, followed by the Bulldog Lock. Uh, and of course, Eddie Kingston. That's the move that I didn't tap out to. Um, of course, Murderhawk survives. Murderhawk with the blackout goes for the pin, but then Mox reverses it into like a crucifix-like pin for the win. Uh, he retains Lucha Bros attack Murderhawk uh, with chair. Murderhawk and Jake leave. Eddie Kingston then proceeds to choke out Mox. I guess AEW management wants to see Eddie Kingston versus Moxley. Do they think because he's more entertaining against Moxley and Murderhawk? I mean, okay, Murderhawk loses to Cody. There goes his momentum. Murderhawk loses to Moxley. There goes his fucking momentum. Where does Murderhawk even go from here? I don't know, but uh, take it away, uh, Cesar. You mean Bretzky? Bretzky, take it away. It's, no, it's fine. I'll have to take it away. I'm angry. It's fine. No. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I this is I predicted this to be a good match, and it was. I enjoyed it um, because, of course, it is. Their New Japan match was phenomenal. Uh, that uh, I remember the, the Texas death match uh, they had at Wrestle Kingdom. But, uh, yeah, this is fun. All the spots you guys mentioned, you know, the, the tables, the chairs. Oh, my. They're just missing some ladders. Um I think this would have worked better if this happened after, like, if, like, if the Darby Allen match was was this one, because I like what they're doing with Kingston. I like that whole idea of, like, because like, it's well documented, like, Eddie Kingston got in because of Mox, and Mox is good friends with Kingston. So I like that idea and how he turned on him at the end. I really like that build. It's a natural build. It's going to be a good build to full gear, hopefully. But I would have rather them do this against Darby or someone like this who's not Murderhawk because it kill it kills all of Murderhawk's momentum, and I don't understand the reasoning in it. I don't it, I I don't understand why they're feeding Murderhawk to these guys just for other stories or just for other shit. But Murderhawk should Murderhawk deserves to be much better be treated much better than this. He was a monster monster in Japan. Um, and I kind of almost wish he stayed in Japan. I was really excited when he came, when he showed up. He has good matches, but with with people who are not jobbers or luchadors living under bridges. But um, I wish he stayed in Japan because he was killing it in Japan. And they he's he has no momentum. I I can still believe him as a champion because of his size, but I really can't see him as like a top top contender anymore. Um, I'm happy with the Eddie Kingston. I was happy with the match. I'm happy with the build up to Eddie Kingston. I don't like the fact there was a roll up, but either way, it kills the momentum. I'm looking forward to Eddie Kingston versus Mox. That'll be good. Um, we'll see how the build goes, but I feel like Eddie Kingston could actually be the one to take it off Mox, but we'll see how the build goes going forward. Um, yeah, the only, if, I guess if they did this with someone else besides Murderhawk, it would have been much better, but you know, whatever. Say lovey. Time of death on Murderhawk's uh, momentum. The uh, Wednesday <laughs> at uh, 9.59 p.m. Sucks for him. All right. Uh, I guess the um, we went through the homework. That is the end of the show. I guess a wrestler of the week. Bretzky, who was your wrestler of this week? Good, sir. Uh, my wrestler of the week was none other than Jake's favorite heel in the business, Johnny Gargano. 
Um, you had that phenomenal, that phenomenally fun match with Austin Theory, which made Austin Theory look like more of a star than he's already going to be. He had great promo work the entire night and even backstage. I personally think that Johnny Gargano was definitely, there were a lot of good choices, but I think that Johnny Gargano took the cake when it comes to in-ring, when it comes to promo, when it comes to facials, when it came to all that, particularly this week. So I'm going to go with the uh, boy Johnny. Angria, who did you select for your wrestler of the week this week? Hey, man. Got to represent, just like Bretzky, NXT. My uh, wrestler of the week, I'm going to, uh, again, Sticks. Shout out to Sticks. I'm going to have to pull a page from his book. He had three last week. I'm doing two, and both are losers. But I think they shine this week. Austin Theory and Shotzi Blackheart. I've been very rough on Shotzi Blackheart in the past. This match she had with Candice LeRae, incredible. I loved it. I, like I said, she turned up the intensity uh, with her facials and her visceral screaming. She did a very great job. The only reason why she lost because she caught the Regal special to the jaw. And Austin Theory, Austin Theory, uh, he loses, but he loses to the top stars. He comes out looking great. My tie for wrestler of the week is Austin Theory and Shotzi Blackheart. Also agreeing with the man that has the 99 in his name. I mean, promo swole, match swole, didn't wrestle like swole. Swole's trash. Uh, he wrestled great. He is the one, the only Johnny wrestling, Johnny promo, Johnny takeover. Johnny's in your mama three nights a week. I mean, he fucking killed it. Uh, I got no problems with him. Uh, yeah, dude, I popped every time he was on screen, whether it was that match, whether it was those promos, or whether it was that, that shit Bretzky put into the chat. Uh, he had me completely, 100% sports entertained. Oh, when he was on the screen. So that's that's my pick of the week. Um, I guess we're at that point, man. Are you going to break down a little BTE? Wait, oh, oh, I just want to say, I think that in honor of Johnny Gargano, in, in order to fully embrace Gargano away, I think that it's only fair that we all, for one day, have one day each month that we take all the wheels off our cars. Because everyone is- knows, everyone knows, Everyone knows that wheels suck. They're stupid. They're pointless. And cars would work better without them. And they're not boats. Uh, I'm, supposed, I'm supposed to meet up with some people at the brewery tomorrow. And if somebody fits the wheels, I'm going to punch them in the face. Jeez, Johnny. <laughs> For you, buddy. For um, Johnny. Bretsky. Yeah. Gentleman Bretsky. Gentleman Cesar. Did either of you watch this week's Being the Elite? I watched it. Yep. I watched it. Well, I'll go over the first segment, and then I'll go for your guys' thoughts. First, we kick off, again, the Nakazawa, Colt Cabana, Bizarre Freaky Friday-like scenario they painted last week. Uh, He looks into the mirror, goes into the Bucks' office. Kenny Omega's in there. Kenny stands up and pulls his shorts down, tells Nakazawa slash Colt to get on his knees. Naka Colt closes his eyes. And opens his mouth only to have Kenny shove a bottle of Tanner in Naka Colt's mouth. Did you see how white my legs were? The color of my arms and face don't match my legs. Naka Colt then proceeds to rub down the Tanner on his legs. Kenny then sits down and says, Hey, hey, before Matt comes, hey, before Matt comes back, 
why don't you get over here and suck my... <laughs> and it cuts off. Bretzky, this is the first Being the Elite episode. Tell me what you thought of the opening segment. Uh, this isn't my first rodeo with being the elite. I watched a couple of the the OG ones when they first started coming out. Um, I'm coming back. Definitely higher production value now than they, when yeah. they first they yeah. first had them on iPhone. But um, this is funny. I I feel like this is a reference to the Kiss My Ass Club. But um, this is fucking funny. I hope I hope I'm sure they have the budget and the pull. I'm, I hope they get Little Dicky to just come in and do a Freaky Friday version oh, with yeah. with fucking Nakazawa and yeah. Colt. That would be fucking funny, um, but yeah, this is great. Fucking, <laughs> but being the elite does great is like sudden cuts. I was like, why don't you suck my? And then just cut. Oh god, it's great, great. A plus work, A plus opener. Caesar, which, what did you think? Uh, of this no, this shit was opening. This no, this shit was funny. Because actually, it's a shot at Kenny where. Uh, I know in Japan, people used to think he was a little bit fruit booty-ish. Well, he is um, bisexual. Yeah. Yeah, Kitty's bisexual. And they always thought that him and uh, Koto Ibushi had something going oh, on. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Which is why they're such good friends or whatever. And they say that Kitty's like, kind of like, you know, kind of like uh, how Shinsuke acts. They say Kitty is that way. Like, he's an artist. He goes with the flow. He doesn't believe in, like, whatever. He goes with who he likes and who he vibes with. So this is like a uh, a callback to that, uh, but like the way he said it though was in the way they cut it up. Bucks get back. You want you want to want to suck me? Be elite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, shit was gold. It wasn't it wasn't our uh, wasn't our last uh, suck me off dick joke of the <laughs> of the BTE this week. But uh, I thought it was a great open. I thought it was funny shit. So it smash cuts into the young bucks asking each other, who, who do you want to super kick today? They come upon Alex Marvez and Justin Roberts talking, and they see them coming, and Justin tells Marvez, run! Then he stands his guard. And before the young bucks could do anything, fucking Justin Roberts says the, I'm sorry, I love you. And he kicks himself with his own fucking plan. Yeah. The bucks we're gonna super kick you, man. We like you, Justin. And they look at each other. How did he do that? <laughs> then they say, "You hear the rumor about Lanny Popo? Yeah. Did he do that to himself?" Cesar, what did you think of this? Yeah, they, they Justin look, Roberts' man, man. Uh, uh, per, um, performance here. Yeah, it was it was good shit. Uh, he had the sound effect when he kicked himself in the face, and then, like I said, wasn't the last dick sucking joke of the uh, of the segment. Uh, I thought it was funny again. But you heard the rumor where probably good man. He's flexible. He's flexible enough to kick himself in the face. Uh, I, it popped me again. The, I mean, these things are always good. Uh, so I liked it. Well, Bretsky, uh, are you familiar with Lanny Poffo? Yeah, the genius. Love Lanny Poffo. <laughs> criminally underrated character, in my opinion. Love, brother of the Macho Man. Love Lanny Poffo. Came out uh with with Black Machismo, Jay Lethal at um at at the first uh, All In, so that uh, if you remember that far back, but um yeah, this was fucking. There's nothing funnier than just dudes talking about sucking dicks, um and <laughs> it's like the old. Uh, I'm sure you guys have done this. You know the the old rumor. It's like oh, you hear Marilyn Manson removed a rib. That old shit. Sucking dick. Yeah. Yep. Rod Stewart had to get his stomach pumped. Yeah. Yep. 
Oh man, there's it's it's classic humor. Um, it's great. It, I just the thing I find funny about it too, just in BD, BT in general, is that AEW is such like a PC and even not PC, but it's such like a, a woke company and they try to be such a woke you know culture company. But BTE is such a throwback, like such a throwback to co- type of comedy, where it's like if that stuff were on AEW, you know, like uh, people would be. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. It's just such a funny contrast to me how like they got the Bucks talking about you know Lanny Poffo sucking his own dick on BTE, you know, but then all of a sudden you know you know a gay joke on national TV on AEW is is oh nope 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 you can't do that. So it's 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 funny the contrast to me, but uh but I always love this is this is fucking funny. You know, Justin Roberts, I'm sorry. I love you. Great stuff. <laughs> After this, we get a speaking Spanglish segment. Santana or and Ortiz and Alex Ab- Abrahamas? Gretzky, is that how you say it? Abrahamas? No clue. <laughs> uh, Ortiz held hostage by John Silver and Alex Reynolds of Dark Order. John gets a text that his food has arrived, leaves him alone. Santana finds him. How did you find me? I got the Maria alert, man. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a reference to the Amber alert. Uh, They're going to do things to me. Turns out that Alex Abramez was a Dark Order member. Bretzky, what did you think about this uh, funny-ass segment? <laughs> God, man. They're going to do things to me. Santana and Ortiz are just great. Um, John Silver, Mr. Mr. BTE, is great. I hope he ends up being their R Truth with uh, if the you know with the the title, but um, man, it's so stupid. Let's say, oh man, I know I have this guy hostage, but oh my Uber Eats is here. Oh, oh, I gotta go get that. <laughs> oh my God, it's great. John Silver just being just a lovable buffoon, but you still you love to hate him, but you love to love him. It's great, John Silver, goat of BTE. Um, yeah, I. I uh, this is this is a lot of fun. Just, it's just it was just great. All, everything about this is great. Silver was great. Proud and powerful were great. Everything was great. Cesar, did you pop for the Maria alert? Yeah, dude. You know I popped for all the dumb shit that they were doing. There. I got the Maria alert. What you talking about, dude? I fucking screamed. Uh, this shit is gold. Uh, so far, the first three segments better than the last. We're talking about laughs and funny. Uh, yeah, I loved it. After this, we get the BTE Championship Gator Golf Tournament bracket is unveiled. First, we get Matt versus Nick, the Young Bucks, going at it. You hit a golf ball uh, off the stairs and have to hit it up a ramp into Gator's mouth. Of course, Matt Jackson wins. What do you guys think about this? Uh, This is how you're going to win the BTE Championship, Cesar. It's a Gator Golf Tournament. Do you think it'll be something different next week, or do you think it's going to be all Gator Golf? No, I think it's going to be something different next week because they said it should be, like, different um, week to week. And they said it shouldn't be a wrestling match. Eventually it'll lead to that, but it shouldn't be. So if they keep dumb shit like this up every week, that's just going to draw me back in. Uh, you know, never know, man. They could have, like, a ping pong to five. They could have – they wouldn't have beer pong unless Adam – I was just thinking that. I was yeah. just thinking that. <laughs> they would, they would. Uh, but they can have stupid shit like crazy darts or pin a tail on the donkey. Fastest are <laughs> they can do lots of dumb stuff in Daly's place uh, that I think would be funny. Potato sack race or some dumb shit or a three legged race. Anything they could do, I think would be great. 
Um, so yeah, I'm intrigued. Well, Bretsky, have you ever played miniature golf, and are you good at it? If you have, no, I'm the one person in the world who's never played mini golf. Wow. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, of course I've played mini golf. Um, all I could think about though, when I the Gator thing was Happy Gilmore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and just waiting for something. Chubbs. 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 I, was, I was waiting for them to make a Chubbs reference, but um. I was kind of disappointed actually they didn't, but still, this is fucking funny. If I, this is this is the content that you go on YouTube to see. Realistically, uh, just people doing dumb shit and having fun. You can tell they're all having fun, uh, and this is what kind of made everyone fall in love with the young bucks in the first place. It wasn't necessarily the super kicks and all that shit. It was just that they're having fun. They're making wrestling fun. Um, yeah, I hope they keep this shit up. You know, I don't. It's great. Like you know, you can see people. Someone like. Yeah, like, like Adam Page, you know, winning beer pong tournament or purposely losing, throwing it so he can drink more beer, all that shit. So it's it's great. I love. I'm I'm so excited for the endless possibilities they could do with this. And maybe who knows? Imagine if this gets defended like on on Dynamite. That'll be funny. It's like it's like you have like like Tony interviewing Brit Bait, Doctor Brit, DMD. All of a sudden, in the background, you see like fucking Nick and Matt playing mini golf. And <laughs> could you this. could you imagine if Tony wins it? Oh, I hope he does. Oh man! I would, I would something like drinking Moscow Mules the fastest. Yeah, him versus Jr. <laughs> After this, we get Hangman and Brandon Cutler are in back of a moving truck, continuing from last week, hurling fucking watermelons in a parking lot. Then pumpkins. Hangman wears a pumpkin on his head, drunk as fuck. He puts his phone in the pumpkin. Brandon's still trying to talk Hangman into making amends with the Bucks. Hangman walks away pissed. Bretsky, have you ever hurled watermelons and or pumpkins out of the back of a truck? That one I can say I have not done. Um, that, that looks fun, though. Uh, it does look like fun. But, yeah, I love the continuation from last week, how they didn't just leave it off. Uh, I'd just like to imagine that they were just in that truck for a week <laughs> and just driving around, throwing watermelons for a whole week. Um yeah, and and that's also the thing. Like BTE, it can it can bring the storyline. It can be silly, but it can also bring the storylines from the show, you know, into it. Like you know, with Hangman and the and the Bucks and all that. So I do like that. Um, but yeah, the, the little fucking thing, just hey, Hangman drunk out of his mind with the pumpkin on his head, was great. Well, Caesar, you had to have hurled something out of a vehicle while being drunk one night. Come on, please, grace us with one of your tales from the drunk. Uh, we, I'm done some fucked up shit in my times. Uh, so you? yeah, we, I've definitely, definitely thrown shit out of a car. Uh, drunk, sober, anything. Um, there uh, used to be, we, I used to work for a restaurant and uh, there used to be these bums that always hang out and always ask you for money especially when we leave the restaurant at night and we go to the bar, they'd always ask you for money. And uh, they would hang out in like this little bum village place, all the bums hung out. And one time my boy he used to be like manager there. Uh, you know, if people don't eat the food, you take the food home. So it's fresh still in the oven. They didn't order it. And one time we took like all this food home and like just way more than what we needed. And then we got drunk and a friend of ours was driving us home and we literally took the cartons of food and threw it at the bombs. Like, quit begging bitches. 
like, but we would open the we would open the to go box so the food would fly out when we flung it out the window. We didn't throw it closed. They were like, "Hey, bums, you hungry, bitch?" And we'd wait for the light to turn. Like, you hungry, oh, bitch? God. Here's some food, oh, bitches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that show's fucking oh. cool. We call Caesar's, it actions. Caesar's Caesar actions do not. Do, Caesar's actions do not. Uh, do not represent the entirety of the tripod. <laughs> oh, fuck the bums, man. Fuck the bums always have <laughs> money. They drink your beer or eat a fucking sandwich. Like, yo, you want the sandwich, you bum, or you just want to get drunk? Fuck, bitch, get a job, bum. Man, if you, if you don't have a if you don't have a house, just get a house. It's that easy. Get a house. It's that easy, man. Get a bank loan. <laughs> fuck up some credit. Uh, Did you watch last week's BTE? Yeah, I watched last week. What'd you think of uh, Kenny and uh, Brandon tossing the fucking watermelons and watermelons? Yeah, no, this shit's this shit's gold, man. And then yeah, fucking hangman wearing that shit, being dumb. But he's like, hey, hold this, buddy. Hold this. Who hasn't done some dumb drunk shit like that? You think it's a person? You fucking put it in a pumpkin and just walked off. Why the fuck does he? Did he put his phone in a pumpkin? That makes zero he said, sense. He said, hold this, buddy. He thought the pumpkin was a person. He's fucked up. Jeez. mistakes were fucked up. Well, I guess we could relate, right, Cesar? Yeah, I can relate, yeah. Bretsky, that's your future. It'll be uh, showing up <laughs> in a couple of years. Yeah, that's going to happen when I when I turn 21. I drive down to Virginia Beach, and uh, me and Cesar tear, tear up the night. Tear the night, you just put your phone. <laughs> Throwing pretzels out of the fucking yeah. back of a truck. You probably put your phone in, like, a mailbox and be like, yo, hold this, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, after this, I'll go over it real quick. Chuck versus Trent. The best friends at the Gator Golf. Uh, yeah, he, they had to hit it through two chairs in the Gator's mouth. Orange Cassidy was sitting in chair Orange above chair. the fucking Gator. Trent eventually wins. Do you guys have anything to say about this? Uh, Chuck was Chuck was cursing a lot. I thought it was funny. He overshot the Gator. He's like, "Fuck, <laughs> this shit over here." I love that they curse and they don't censor it. Brett's yeah. Brody yeah. Lee's, oh, Mr. Brody Lee is always funny. He comes, what the fuck are y'all doing? It's <laughs> my favorite yeah. part of every episode, man. Oh, man. Yeah, no, this is great. You know, just Orange Cassidy's kind of chilling on top of the fucking thing. He oh, did man. not move at all. I would give this to Orange. He keeps character more than anybody. Because my man did not move an inch while they're just like, they're literally playing mini golf, and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> on my toes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, after this, I'm going to go over this very quickly because I know it was an Eddie Van Halen tribute, but I didn't I didn't really care about it. Uh, librarian talks to Frankie Kazarian. She recites poetry. It's a yeah. song by Van Halen, Jump, Frankie points out. Christopher Daniels shows up. Did I hear a do ya? Any, any input, guys? I didn't really care about this one. No, I didn't, man. Bretzky? Yeah. I got nothing. Okay. Matt Hardy talking to the Bucks about how to stand when watching a match backstage. Oh, this was gold. What oh my looks God. better on TV? And they were both standing there like, all right, turn your head to where you're looking yeah. at the fucking screen. <laughs> yeah. Then they were they were like, Man, this does like this like feels better, man. Like I feel get the t shirt popping to the camera. No, I feel I, I like this. I like that this. had to be a shot of how Vince McMahon's and his strict fucking rules about mm-hmm. how to appear on TV. Cesar, yeah. did you pop for that? I popped for this because this is what I like about BT. They always take one segment where you see it on Dynamite, and then you watch the following BTE, and it throws it back. Because you're like, because when I watched it, I was like, why are they standing like that? That's yeah. so fucking weird. 
Yeah. But then when you watch BT, you're like, oh, this is fucking genius. This is genius work right here. So that always gets me. Uh, I thought it was funny. Gretzky, thoughts? Yeah, this is fucking phenomenal. This is my highlight of the fucking of BTE. Uh, them just fucking, uh, uh, just, I love it. Like, even like the Bucks taking the piss out of it, like uh, posting the memes on their on their Instagrams was funny. Uh, but I love how they're keeping keeping up with this. Like, no, you should sound like this. You know, like tilt your head to this. It, it kind of reminded me also of like school picture day, when like that always the fucking asshole camera guy is like, oh well, make sure you tilt, make sure you sit like at this at this angle and you tilt your head tilt this your way. Head and, uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, no, this is gonna snap my neck, and it's like, it's it's great. It was just, this is absolute gold. And well, of course, they have Matt Hardy, the the WWE veteran, you know, the wrestling veteran, teaching them how to fucking do it. I don't know if you guys paid attention to Matt Hardy's Instagram during the week, but he also made another post where he's posing with his kids, and the kids are looking away, and the caption reads, "Got to teach these kids how to look at the camera during the fucking promo." <laughs> After this, Evil Uno is looking for MBL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fine Stew, Don't Call Me Dick Grayson, toppled okay. over a table. What happened to our funhouse? Stew, Anna, she's fucking crazy, man. Evil Uno is going to go talk to Anna. She was sitting across from them the whole time. Please take it easy on Stew for at least two weeks, Uno asked. Anna agrees and then pushes Stu over a table again. Shit, what the fuck, Stu says. Gretzky, what would you think of Anna making her uh, weekly BTE appearance? Anna J as the dominant force in fucking Dark Order is the best. Um, and I think she was actually just nom- she was nominated for PWI's Rookie of the Year. Uh, deservedly so. Uh, be, or she's she's like one of the potential nominees like they have like listed off but this absolutely deservedly so because of everything on dynamite but this this is what we should be seeing on dynamite like 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 the stuff like the technically character development the further development because it makes sense you know it's like like the like the 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 one woman in the group you know it's like oh oh she's small she's young she's not gonna do anything oh, pushing don't call me dick you know all, all around down it's great um even like last week with the pull-up but not with the pull-up the uh you know with the with the, bar. Bench, the bench press yeah the bench press the bench press yeah and oh my god she's feeling brody lee's like little bitch <laughs> she's she's great every week she's great the 99 99 so respect 99 what a fucking coincidence Cesar, that she's called 99 and fucking bretsky is the great bretsky 99 yeah. it's incredible uh Cesar, what'd you think of this uh, Anna J continues to shine every week. She usually gets like one great segment where she like all the dark order at least feels her, feels her, fears her, or she does some shit and uh, they all jump away, especially with Stu. So this has been going on for at least like a month. Because uh, like it started, started with him being mad that they were trying to set him up with the air pull. Then, uh, yeah, she had the fucking bench press and, uh, yeah, it's like now she's pushing him over tables, and Stu's afraid of her because he thinks she killed a guy, but he was on dark <laughs> like a week later. Uh, nah, man, she can't. They can't do no wrong on BT, so I dig it. 
Anna Jay, I like Bretsky said, I wish we saw this side of her on fucking Dynamite. Because whenever we see her on Dynamite, she might have a match or she might show up in a Dark Order segment, but they don't really give her any lines or anything to do. On BTE, we get to see Anna Jay be funny and see her character. So uh, as long as Anna Jay is on BTE, I will keep watching. You know that's a lie. I'm watching for John Silver. But anyway, Young Bucks and Brandon are outside the arena. Brandon says, come on, man. Talk with Hangman. Hangman's still upset that the Bucks didn't second him during his championship match against Jericho. I love how they incorporated the history when uh, it was the first championship matchup between Jericho and Hangman. Brandon wants Bucks out there in his corner for his match against Peter. Is that the other librarian? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bucks agree. Matt sends Hangman an apology text, wants to squash their beef, However, they smash cut to Hangman's phone still in the pumpkin. You guys have anything to say about that? I have something to say later when the hand grabs the pumpkin. Okay. Spretsky, anything? Uh, no, I'll, I'll let Cesar wax poetic a little bit later on this, but I thought it was, you know, just the callbacks, like you said, were really cool. Another uh, Gator Golf matchup between John Silver, the GOAT of BTE, versus Alex Reynolds. Gator Golf, uh, Silver asked about Alex's dad's foreskin. I wrote that as a note. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John Silver does win. Uh, did you guys have any notes about this? No, I thought it was funny, but uh, is this the one where he made it in and the and the Gator actually shot yeah, the ball it, back it, out? It, yeah. it went in there and then it rolled out. He's like, what yeah. the fuck, man? Uh, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was it. Yeah, Zamir, it was just a funny segment. Uh, no, no other notes in the Gator, but it was fucking funny. After this, the Dark Order gathered to think of how to cheer up MBL after his loss to Cody. Uno wants to write him a poem about MBL's gorgeous abs, ass? I don't know if he said abs or ass. He said abs, and then John Silver turned it into ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stu, don't call me Dick Grayson, wants to kill Cody. And yeah. bring his corpse to MBL. Yeah. Uh, Ten That's murder. Take a bit murder. Ten wants to get a white powder and some guns. <laughs> uh, John Silver wants to literally kiss MBL's ass. Closer to the hole, he keeps saying. Yeah. Closer to the hole. Damn. Five wants to give MBL five guys. They all yell at five to shut the fuck up. Uh, John Silver says, pull your dirty ass out. I'm going to spank it. Uh, MBL shows up. Where the fuck were you? Let's John Silver stay. Sits him down and kicks everybody else out. Caesar, what did you think of this fucking hilarious Dark Order skit they had? They, they always get a little gay with MBL and the Dark Order. <laughs> uh, it's always Silver saying some fuck shit. But uh, I ain't never mad at it. I ain't never fucking mad at it. Uh, Silver, Silver 5. And Anna J are always good segments on BTE. Like when they got confused that Britt Baker wasn't a baker because that's her last name. Or anytime they try to recruit somebody, like whether they're having dance-offs or, <laughs> or doing stupid shit outside the ring or trying to convince people to join and then one of them gets all weird. Uh, yeah, it's, it's always good. It's always good. 
Well, Bretzky, whether it's milking the titties or closer to the hole, John Silver shines yet again during this segment. What did you think of this funny Dark Order segment? I Yeah, this is great. The fucking closer to the hole. Um, five suggesting five guys, was, of course. And then all the other something shut the fuck up was great. Um, man, this is it's just this was so funny. Um, and exactly, it's, it's it's like how uh, how you know when we get a bunch of dudes hanging out together, you make some you know you know you make some fruit booty comments at your buddy's expense. You know, it, it's it's a way it 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 makes sense. Like it's like, how do you expect guys to hang out, especially modern day? Um, I fucking love it. Like it, it makes the Dark Order weirdly more relatable, even though they're a cult technically. Um, but it's it's fucking funny. I always look forward to Silver's lines and Five's lines in it. And then MBL come back. Where where were you? Uh, that all that shit. MBL always comes back and just yells at everyone, which is great. So yeah, this is this is this is funny. The the five guys comment killed me though. You guys gotta admit the Dark Order is the best thing to happen to BTE. In a minute. Ever. In a minute. It's fucking yeah. always entertaining. And we yeah. got the closing segment to this week's BTE. Someone finds Hangman's phone and responds to Matt's text. Fuck you, Matt. Friendship is over. Never speak to me again. Smash cut to Matt pissed, showing Nick aggressive video package of Bucks being dicks. Bresky, what did you think on the final segment of BTE of the week? Hmm. Intrigue abounds after the final segment of BTE this week. I again, I'm, I said it before, I'll say it again. I like how they're taking real storylines and putting them into BTE. I also liked how they didn't end on a funny note. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like all for laughs, it was actually like, like a serious topic. So, if they're going to start doing this more and more, I'm here for it because you had the stupid shit like just before with, with uh, Closer to the Hole, and then now you have now with actually serious stuff, like serious ish stuff. Um, Intrigue abounds. I'm intrigued. You this see, look, look at this. Wow, we it all ties in. We were talking about this earlier. You keep viewers by generating intrigue. Do it on BD. Don't do it on Dynamite. But I am intrigued, and I'm going to turning in next week. Not just because I have to review it, but uh, because I want to. Well, Cesar Bretsky said how he likes that they didn't end on a comedy note. But I got to admit, when they were doing the dramatic cuts to Nick looking at the phone. Like, they oh, kept doing, like, these weird... That is true, that's camera. true. I was laughing the whole time. I thought that was funny, but... That was funny. These are bring us home on BTE. Um, I like this angle. I... I My take about it is, I think that this is what is going to be revealed who this is. I'm hoping, if I'm future booking it, this will be revealed... In the tournament, it'll be revealed in the finals I pick. That it's actually Kenny who grabbed the phone. Kenny spent the most time with Hangman when they're the tag team. He knows Hangman likes to do dumb shit and maybe leave his phone places. I'm hoping this is Kenny trying to like further the split between and Kenny's still cool with Matt and Nick, and he doesn't want like Matt and Nick to like try to pull Hangman back in. Because I feel like the tournament hangman's like he's, he's Mad that Kenny played singles again, but he's not like hateful about it. And then he finds out in that match when it's Hangman versus Kenny in the finals, and we'll get a more serious, sober, non-drunk. I'm gonna fuck you up, Hangman. Kenny's will be like, "Well, I've been not like you, bitch. 
some fucking Kenny the Cleaner again. And this will be the phenomenal final match for the tournament, which goes on for somebody to win to go on to find the thing. So I'm hoping that it's Kenny trying to further himself from Hangman and now trying to further the Bucks from Hangman to like let just Hangman be the, the, the dumb fuck up he sees him as drunk outside. Um, but I, I'm also intrigued of who you it know, could be. I, I think Cesar fucking nailed it right now. That would be excellent storytelling. That would make the match even better to watch. We're going to anticipate yeah. it. And I hope that uh, JR and Tony say, well, on that one episode of BTE, uh, we saw someone texting from her phone. You know, I hope they reference BTE. They need to reference it a lot more because I cannot, I'm kicking myself right now for not watching this on a regular basis. I'm yeah. glad that you mentioned it, Cesar, because now I'm going to be watching every fucking week. I cannot yeah. wait to review it with you guys every week. It's going to be incredible. I mean, it's a, it's a dumb, funny 20 minutes, like, on a yeah. Monday. Yeah, it's a short, and it's worth it. It's worth yeah. watching. It's not yeah. like some corny WWE bullshit. It's funny. Yeah, it's actually you know? funny, like, every week. Well, Bretsky, let's give it up to Cesar. I got to say, Cesar, I'm not being sarcastic. This is the most impressed I've ever been with you hosting. You took this serious, and you took way more notes than even I took. So I got to yeah, give it up. I got to give it up. We, to you, we, we were back. We were back. First episode back. Had to represent. First episode back. So, you know, I wanted to at least do it right. Do it tight. Uh, now I'm going back to the, the fuck shit rule that I always uh, have in these things. Or like I told you guys in the chat, maybe we could work on just to keep it more fresh. Uh, but, yeah, I wanted to have the, the extreme detailed notes because I like the way you break it down. When you break it down, you hit all the highlights, but you hit the good stuff in between as well. So I didn't want to miss anything. Uh, but, yeah, we're back doing this tripod fuck shit for the people. Well, next week on the Tripod Sessions, Bretzky, will you take over as the host of the Tripod Sessions? Me? That's right. Me? Yes. What do I know? What do I know about hosting? <laughs> well, that being said, well, let's wait, wait, wait. Go. We forgot two things. I'm sorry. We forgot the um, Sean Spears vignette with Scorpio Sky during. Oh, AEW. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so th I think that would be a great match setting up for you know AW or in the future. And we also forgot Brothers Quarters homework for his wrestler of the week. I was gonna let him close out the show, Caesar. But but, but he's not here. So I got to read oh, it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got to read it. I wrote it down. He said uh, his wrestler of the week is uh, his wrestler of the week is actually Jake's mom because she wrestled his trouser snake for three hours the other night, and uh, and uh, she gave him a shot at the title, and uh, they went the full distance. Like that's literally uh, perfect. That's pretty bro. Hot take from Brother Quarter. He yeah. he texted he texted you on a piece of paper, Caesar. Yeah, he texted me. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. <laughs> Thanks, but I wrote it down. So, you oh, know, I didn't man. forget. I well, didn't want to forget. Thank you, right? Brother Quarter, for giving us your two cents, or should I say 25? 25. Well, this leads us into our plugs of the week. Cesar, what are your plugs of this uh, week? You know me, bro. I'm trying to give tips to the masses and to the, uh, to the mighty whoever. Follow my man Andy back at Still Real Pregame. I'm um, out there slanging out pregame tips, pregame drinks, pregame habits, how to live your life pregame style. Uh, as long as he has me up there, I will always drop him uh, info on that. 
so as you know, I'm just uh, just pitching in to the Steel World Army podcast everywhere. So if you got a podcast, you need some ignorant shit, you call your boy, I hook you up. That's where I is. Well, we greatly appreciate Andy with an eye, the Steel Real Universe, folks. We got all kinds of content for you, not just the SRAP. Bretsky, with that being said, get your scroll out and give us your plugs. Well, usually I would be plugging APBW, but you were so selfish earlier that you assumed that Cesar said APBW. I'm going to let you take care of that, Mr. Fueled. But in the absence of that, I have my own podcast because everyone has a fucking podcast nowadays um, called The Faux Pod. And here's the spelling for you, Zanka. T-H-E space F-A-U-X space P-O-D. Search it on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker. If you use Breaker, if you're the one person who uses Breaker, sure. Um, yeah, we got so we got 24 full episodes and two mini-sodes uh, of me just basically talking shit with my friends, shooting the shit uh, for about an hour. Drops every Wednesday. Caesar, Julius Caesar, um, not this upcoming Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that will be on episode number 26. Angria was episode number 13. Jake was episode number 16. Um, Jake, of course, from the Astillery After Party, uh, the co-host who likes to fuck old ladies and little kids at the same time. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's his work. 60. We call him Mr. Yeah. 660. Mr. 60. Not 60 Midnight. 660. Um yeah, so the fo- yeah, so check it out. So check us out on there. Uh, definitely, if you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, subscribe to it and give us a five star review. It really means a lot. Uh, we can follow on Instagram for any updates about audio, uh, new episodes, new guests, all that at the Fauxpod.cast. If you Want to follow me personally on Instagram at the Great Bretsky ninety nine. Um, yeah, so that's that's all I got this week. Take it away. Take it away, Mister APPW. Well, speaking of APPW, my plugs will be APPW heavy because, as you all know, the beer runs are on hold for now. We got the tripod sessions have returned, so you already know where to find this. But um, as of last week, we had a special all-women's Queen of the Ring special uh, APPW tournament. Shout out to Liz. During that episode, we had after party Jake commentate along with Mangina fueled made her commentating debut. Um, let me be real with you guys. Uh, Jake, you know what? I know you're cool and everything, but I don't know if this is a curse of you, but that is the lowest viewed <laughs> APPW episode of all time. Oh my God. So I had to reach out to Mangina fueled to put out a special promo on her page. I'm telling all of you, if you want to know why what's about to happen is happening, you have to watch the last episode of Dynamite because it explains why Jake is taking over APBW this week. APBW is going retro, and that is explained due to the results of Queen of the Ring. I apologize if you guys don't like Jake or listening to him talk. But I brought him on to APPW because I thought that would bring the numbers. I was wrong. No offense, Jake. I appreciate you and your time. Yeah, no, we um, love Jake. We, we love Jake. But <laughs> tomorrow's episode, uh, the reason why Jake is bringing retro meat is because of what happened last week. So if you want continuity and you want to know why, check that out. 
Because I, I believe tomorrow, Saturday, we're going to get APPW episode 21, Retro Me. It'll be on the, it'll be on Still Real After Party's YouTube page instead of mine. You will see classic matches from the classic era of APPW. That's the plugs I'm giving this week. Right, time out, time out, time out. So we get the lowest rated APPW show ever. And then you give Jake a whole episode. What 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 is this? What is this? Some WWE shit? How how did you get? How do you get the lowest rated show ever? And that gets now. This is some AEW ranking shit. So you get the lowest rated show ever, and because of it, you give the man who was on the lowest rated show ever a whole show, a whole show from the lowest rated ever, lowest watched ever. That's like saying that's like saying the show that uh, that uh, Julie Caesar and the Great Bresky '99 was on is the highest show ever, and we could never get a show if we had the capability to put one on. But because Jake is the lowest rated show ever, he gets a whole show to do what he wants okay, and puts okay, it on. Like I said, YouTube. like I said, because of the results of the Queen of the Ring, well, you just you just have to watch it. Get my numbers up, people. At least bring it up to 15, for Christ's sake. Because right now, it's the lowest-rated APPW episode of all time. I've been watching four times a night. doesn't matter. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I tell you, you got you to send a bad signal out. You got to send a bad... Hey, man. Oh, this man. Is, this I even had to get to help promote this you know, shit. So I, will, we, I will go to people's house and just get on their computer, YouTube, and phone. And just, hey, man, look, let this shit run for an hour, okay? I just need the views. I can't have this fuck boy take over. We shall see what Jake did. I know for a fact that Jake did not do commentary. I got to make, make a call. On next week. I mean, tomorrow's. Yeah. Well, actually, it's fuck, your today. Right? Fuck, his, fuck his mother in the ass twice this time. Twice. <laughs> no loop. No fucking loop. Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're my God. All right, man. Yeah, holla. Mahalo. Yo, get a flight. We need you back next week. Get the flight back. What you mean you're staying there for three days? What you mean? She can't be that good in bed. She can't be that good. She got no gag reflex. All right, man. Next week. Next Friday, Saturday. I'll give you a call. All right. All right. How's your boy? I put a call out in Brother Quarter. The final plug I'll give is to the reason why we're all here uh, this next week coming up, we're going to get the return of the SRAP. So go ahead and flood your questions on Facebook and Instagram. Tell Jake what you thought of his rendition of APPW retro is. Sucks. <laughs> we shall find out. Spoiler tomorrow. Alert. Sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but thank you again, Cesar for hosting. I appreciate it. Bretsky. You take the reins next week. The Thank Roman reins? <laughs> Go to hell. Hit the X. Hit the X. Stop recording. Turn the shit off. Thank you, guys. Thanks to the Mighty 20 for watching. Thank you for listening. And as always, all hell, Alinda's Bush. <laughs>